Yes, because you're okay. in the game for 40. You play a 48-minute game, not a 24-minute game. You play a 48-minute game. So only the so, last. So, so only the do, last. If the I do last first half of, of my of test, count, then. if okay. I do, if I take right. a test and on the first mm -hmm. half of my test I get all the questions right, mm -hmm. and then I get all the rest of the half, second half of the test wrong, mm -hmm. what changed? What okay. changed? Like you so, were you were killing in the beginning, but uh -huh. then your your um your um what is it your impact or your um uh -huh. what is it your trend went down. Okay. The trend went down. Okay. So let me ask you this, right? Mm -hmm. And this and, and the opposite of that is what we call garbage time, right? Which okay. is you don't do anything for the second half, and then you do mm -hmm. a lot in the second half, and guess what? The score is still the same, James, on the test. Right? Mm -hmm. If you fail all the first half of the test, James, and you do very mm -hmm. well and get a hundred on the second half, guess what? You still mm -hmm. fail the test. Mm-hmm. That's so a good what's analogy. The point? But how about but how about balance? Why you can't be consistent? What, what do you mean balance? What so about balance? Why you can't be consistent? The half? So, you, so you're consistently no. good at when it when it counts, and then all of a sudden no. it doesn't count consistent. in the second half. No, no, no. Like, we're not saying that. being consistent good in the first, consistent bad in the second. Be consistent overall. But that's be not consistent. your argument. Your argument wasn't him to be consistent. Your argument was it he is. doesn't have it any is. impact because he scores 24 points. In the first half and doesn't show up in the second half and what i said to you was it's still bro, 24 points bro he has his numbers and consistency stats wise percentage wise has dropped from last year they have in what way so i put up the numbers two episodes ago is his field goal i know his field goal percentage and also his defense is, is the worst it's probably been his career Everything else, he actually has more blocks than he has had in the last four or five years. Okay. He's okay. also have a similar average in numbers-wise. Mm -hmm. He's still scoring, and his per isn't very terrible. So I, I, would I don't love, understand. I would love for you to find out, like I said before, do your research for me since you're a numbers guy. I did do and that, I get, and I posted No, no, that. Do, give me a second. Give me a second. Do your research for me, right, on this one thing. And I feel like you will find out what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is if you do your research and find out the trend of when he is putting up his points versus where they matter, you will see what I mean when I say his impact lacks. What do you mean? His where impact they lacks. If you want him to, if you're just trying to say, hey, when the game is on the line and the game and we're about to win, I want AD to take over a game. That's no, completely I'm saying, different. No, what I'm saying is, right, how about and 10 this? and 12 and all that stuff no. doesn't matter. No, how about when we are up by 15 and you don't you don't you're not being consistent and trying to get stops with the on the defense to get blocks or get rebounds that's stopping the other team from going on the run. And then we see it all that we've seen it early on in the Laker um season where they go up big 30 points. And then they lose by 10. How does okay. that happen? Right? How does that how does something like that happen? So when you so talk about oh, a blowout, right? Points, then what happens? Mm -hmm. How are the Lakers up so, by 30? So find out when he scored that 24, right? Find out when he scored but that 24. Question. If he doesn't score find 24 out, points, did he find out when he scored 30? that find out when he scored that 24 and find out did he contribute to making stops and being consistent to make sure they get their win? You find out for me and let me know what you see. I don't understand. If he doesn't score 24 points, who, where does that come from? All right. 
Where does that come from? Hey, is that listen. not is that not is this twenty four not counted? Do they strike it off the? What I they can, strike it off the score? Hey, hey, what I know is when you clock in, it's a hundred percent of the time. You don't clock in for fifty percent to give correct twenty four points in the first half and think, hey, I already I gave twenty four. No, you okay, continue. but if he gave you twenty four in the in the second half, what about the mm-hmm. first half? What's the point? His, his consistency dropped. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're telling me that because you're saying he was he was he was up here and then came down, you prefer mm-hmm. him to actually do the opposite, which is to no. be very low and then go up and then still no. lose. I don't consistent. What am I missing? I'm arguing. My argument is consistent. Be consistent. The this all started when I told Mike AD is averaging numbers that are consistent with his career. You want to talk about consistently? Mm-hmm. His numbers, mm-hmm. if you look at them, are consistent mm-hmm. with his yearly average. Now, mm-hmm. the eye test is, man, AD should be giving a little bit more. He should be doing this when times for us to feel like that he should take over. I understand that, right? As a Laker fan, mm-hmm. believe me, I understand that. I would love more from AD. I think he should have made the jump to about 30 and save maybe the same amount of rebounds. I love the blocks, but I think that his perimeter defense on switches and everything could be better. But the truth is his numbers show that he is consistent with his career average. That participation is not award. debatable. That's not debatable. Particip- participation That's not award. debatable. That's not participation award. Because the same AD who was on the Pelicans when he was doing all this stuff that everyone called him a top 10 player, it's Mm -hmm. not because they said to themselves, oh, man, when AD is coming in the clutch, the Pelicans, he's doing all this, he's doing all that. They were still losing. They were still losing. And he was still averaging the same thing. You know what people were saying? Man, AD's averaging 24, 12 two blocks 1.8 blocks man that guy is good we need to get him on a team we would love to see him on a team with other players who were good there was none of this oh man like he has a score in his 24 points in the first half and the second half because they were they were losing the only reason why this conversation even happened is because he's on a team with lebron james he's on a team with russell westbrook and what i'm going to tell you is i agree with you in the sense that i would like now for him to be consistent and on top of that i would love for him to do a little bit more specifically in the points category because if lebron james is missing half of the games if russell westbrook is not shooting very efficiently who else are the extra points going to come for i'm not going to get on ad for averaging 24 12 and two blocks tell me other people who are averaging that much in the top 10 at his position tell me what their stats are Bro, what are the stats? What do you compare? If he's if he's not at the top ten at his position, mm-hmm. right? Name the other people in their stats who are in the top ten that are better than him. What do they look like? I don't know because I'll have to look up some numbers to um, to give you an answer on that. I'm not just gonna blurt anything out. But that's what I'm trying to say is that like these things are being said and they're not being backed by anything like tangible these are all like intangible eye tests etc 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 like i know for a fact that ad's defense is not where it needs to be defensive efficiency is probably at the lowest point that's a fact right Mm -hmm. he needs to be better on defense in general 
the two blocks, if you just looked at that, you wouldn't know that. But that's another stat that's a little bit deeper, right? But mm. his stats are still very, very, very good. Um, and I just feel like the Lakers bought into him to make that leap where he was like a 30-12 and 12 type of guy. Like, they needed, like, Dwight Howard on the magic type of numbers. Like, you know, like a guy who's consistently trying to fight for defensive MVP. A guy who is, like, going to allow LeBron James to age gracefully as a Laker. And he's not doing that. And then he's getting injured on top of that. Like, from an intangible standpoint, that's not acceptable, man. Like, that's the stuff that's going to catch the Lakers. And, you know, like, the Lakers paid for his potential. And they paid for his floor. His floor is what you see right now. It's consistent with what he's always done. But it's no good. So, so, so tell me, so tell me, why does um, plus minuses exist? What do you mean? You why does me why plus minus exist? Yeah, yeah. Why because does there's that certain stats. Because there's certain stats that don't tell the whole story, right? It's kind of like how WAR is used in baseball. Because if you were just to look mm-hmm. at specific stats, you could say and make an argument. Oh man, you know, like this guy is really good or this guy is really bad but it gives you a chance to measure them in a different light. Like, like particularly like wins over replacement. Like if you were to replace this particular person, specifically talking about war, then you can say to yourself, well, how many wins would he account for with other things like defense? For instance, if we're talking about people who play, so, like who are not pitchers, non-pitchers and things like that, you know? So, um, so can I look, can I do a quick look at, um, at stats of when, AD scores this 24 and 12 and look at his plus minus and see what the impact was of those games. Yeah, I think, you, I think you should that further and look at his plus minuses for the rest of his career. See okay. if they fall in line, right? Because nah, I, 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 don't, I don't really want to look at career. I think I want to just focus on this season. No, that doesn't make any sense then because you're focusing on his career. Because, again, if his plus minus falls in line with his career averages, that means that he was never as good as you thought he was. Isn't that correct? As good as he thought, as I thought he was. If you think he's bad now with his plus minus and his plus minus is with his consistent with his career average, then that means he's always been like that. Right? Oh, okay. I, all right. So, um, so I can I look at his um, so can I compare his plus minus this season what? to you say to his career, right? Yeah, that's I think that's the best. That? So just go okay. a step further because it, it paints a clear right. picture, right? All right? So, let me let you me know? look that up really quick. Because it'll be consistent with the idea that he's not playing as good as defense as he said he was. Like, you know, like that's that's what I'm that's what I'm agreeing with you with. Is that he has two point something one, I think two point one blocks he's averaging, but his defense isn't as good. His defense efficiency isn't that good. But if you looked at his two point one blocks, you would think that oh, he's averaging two point one blocks. He must be killing it out there. But that tells a that tells a better story, is what I'm trying to say. And that's why those stats, like you mentioned, like plus minus and PER or per, whatever how you pronounce it, that's why yeah. those stats exist because they go a little bit deeper. It goes a little bit deeper than the box score. I Am I making sense? Though? Yeah. I'll find those numbers and I will get back to you when sure, I get those sure. numbers. Absolutely. 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 I think that I think it's something there on that part. I think it's something there. Absolutely. 
I think, um, I think, I think, I think because of, and, and I think it's because of where AD is and, um, and what he's doing, I think it gets lost in the shuffle, the type of player that he's been, because there's so much expected from the Lakers. Right? And see, there you go. We we got the, we already got those stats. So that tells the story, right? His career mm-hmm. is that his what he's doing right now is much worse. Which falls mm-hmm. in line with the idea, right? So want, like that, over that his, he's having a bad year defensively wise, efficient. I I haven't um I haven't dug deep enough to find his plus minus, but it's the PER is very similar to that, right? Um, would you say I that? I, no, I just, I just mentioned PR as a stat that goes deeper. I don't know the the um what goes into PER specifically. I can't tell you that. I'm not sure if it's the same or not. I I I can't say that. But I'm just saying like WAR, PER, plus minus. Those are stats in general that go a little bit deeper than just box scores. Yeah. yeah. Player efficiency rating. That's what yeah, PER. Yeah, his player efficiency is is definitely down. Um, so, so that's, that's this, so this season, compared to his career, his PER compared to his career, he is at a twenty three PER, and that's just let me see. That's this season, twenty three point five. His career is a 26.9. Last season, mm-hmm. put up a 22.1 PER. The mm-hmm. years that he was in New Orleans go 30.3, mm-hmm. 28.9, 27.5, 30.8, 26.5. Mm-hmm. The only time he is close to his current PER with the Lakers is his rookie season where he did 21.7. So when we talk about his player efficiency mm-hmm. on the Lakers, have dropped since he's been on the Lakers, and mm-hmm. they're not this. He's not the same effective player as he was when he was on the on the Pelicans. Okay, so let me ask you a question: When he went, when he won that championship with LeBron in the bubble, did you think AD was a good player? His player efficiency for season was that it was um it was also conglomerate as far as like close to how he was when he was on the Pelicans when he that season when they won the ring he was 27.4 which is very close to how he played in the Pelicans so that is a very good PER compared to how he was when he was on the Pelicans so it's four points more than where his PER is right now five was it you said it was 27 yeah no four yeah PER right now it's like 23 right yeah four like that yeah yeah I'm not sure how much of a huge. Hi, fellas. Let me interfere for you. I got some stats while y'all are sitting there fighting back and forth. I got you for your plus minus. For those of you who who know what a plus minus is, plus minus is your total team impact on the court, whether it's positive or negative. If you're on the court and while you're on the court, you lead by five, your plus minus is plus five. If you're down by three while you play, it's minus three. So currently this season, Anthony Davis's plus minus is minus 1.8. Last year was plus 3.2. In 2019-2020, it was plus 3.9. Mm-hmm. 2018-19 is 2.4. 2017-2018 is 
2016, 2017 is 0.7. Uh, 2015, 20, 2015, 20, 2016 Point is minus 3.3. 3. Wow. 2014, 2015 is plus 3.9. 2013 plays 2014 is minus 1.7. And 2012, Ooh. 2013 is minus 2.4. Uh, Anthony Davis in his career is plus 543. And currently this season is minus 48. Mm. So this is the worst Anthony Davis has played plus minus wise. Some people don't believe that as a, a good stat. I do. Uh, yeah. is arguably is one of the worst seasons he's had in his Correct. career. And the interesting thing is what you said as well, too, as one of those, actually two of those seasons where his plus minus was negative are actually some of the seasons where he's had some of his best stats. So what does that tell you as well, too? He also played less games. Yeah. So the minus 3.3, he played 61 games. Mm-hmm. And the minus 2.4 played 64 but you could kind of say the same thing games. for last year, his 2021 season where he was plus 3.2. He only played 36 games. Yeah. He missed eight games, and then he only played, what, 36 games last year, and it was better? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a smaller that's, sample that's, size. Yeah. So yeah. those numbers can be skewed a little bit. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, he missed eight games, and he also was in the negative, his plus minus that time. And he had one of his best careers, best years of his career, right? Because James rattled off those numbers just now before you jumped in. So what does that tell you? He wasn't effective. Those are the years that um that they probably didn't make the playoffs as well. Yeah, you wouldn't. But but that year that he had his best years, you mm-hmm. wouldn't say that AD is not the player that he is. In fact, those are his years that he had his best years, some of his best years. So what does that say? Well, the it year before he, he had a better effective. plus minus. How year before, he, he averaged the same he, thing. He averaged he identical years. stats, but was plus 3.9, and then the very next year was minus 3.3. Correct. So, so. What, what does that tell you? What it tells me is that he is not a top 10 player in the league right now. That's what it tells but, me. But what I'm trying to tell you is, Mike, is when you considered him a top 10 player, he didn't even have the same PER we were just talking about, the same plus minus. But that it was lower. also can be varied because there are other players in the league to compare him to. Yeah, but you could say that. But you could say the same thing now. But plus minus also is kind of skewed because it definitely depends on your teammates a little more too. Because if you're on the court and you're putting up 25 and nobody else can do a goddamn thing, and then you're down by four, you can only do so much to impact that too. Correct. If nobody else is doing things. Correct, and it goes back to the argument that I was saying earlier, which is. If he's putting up the same numbers and the team is still getting blown out, it's you can't say that he's not making an impact. Because at that same chance, he can put as much as he wants up, and if they lose by 40 or they lose by 15, it's going to show that, hey, listen, while he's on the court, they're still losing. Mm-hmm. And he can sit here and average 24, 12, 2.1, and all of a sudden the team wins, and it's like, well, AD's here. So yeah, he's doing great. So now his his plus minus is higher than what it normally is. Like it's 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 a stat that's a little bit weird, and, and you have to go a little bit more into not just okay, you know, like hey, they're not winning, so it must mean that AD is not doing enough. It all right? depends on lineups too, because I'd like to see his plus minus his plus minus with different lineups. Well, yeah, that's a little bit deeper, well. and, so and that's more of deep dive. Yeah, Vogel's 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 rotations are 
my one of my pet peeves. I've are, always and with his him. rotations are insane. His rotations are crazy. Absolutely so, insane. Once again, my point remains: he's not playing like a top ten player in the league, and until he does, the Lakers are going to struggle. No, I, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I think the Lakers are struggling because the Lakers are struggling, right? The Lakers are struggling, right? And the thing about it is that, like, and again, to reference what we were talking about earlier, you know, the reference to LeBron James and me telling him that he needs to do more is that I'm going based upon LeBron James history in those particular cases. Right. And so I'm sitting here trying to say, if you're telling me to believe in LeBron James and what I should expect as a Lakers fan, that he's going to turn it on in the playoffs. And all of a sudden, he's not doing what I expect and what was told to me and what his averages were. Then, I mean, I have to say, can he give me more? You know, I'm not like I'm tongue in cheek about the whole thing about, you know, I need that man from Cleveland. I need that man from Miami to walk through the door because we all have to live in reality. Right. He's not walking through that door. Right. Part of it was to me to get you guys to actually admit he's not walking through that door. He's not able to do that anymore. Right. And it's not so much because I know that because I watched the man play. I watch how he's playing. I know he's injured. I know we got the worst version of LeBron James. That's OK. It doesn't mean that he's still not great. I'm telling you, we got the worst version of LeBron James. And prove me wrong by telling me we don't have the worst version of LeBron James. We have the worst version of LeBron James. Right. We do. The Lakers do. Yeah. And we got one championship out of that. And I'm 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 grateful for that. <laughs> I am so grateful for that. I am very, very grateful for that. That's my favorite Roz line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm grateful for the one. Such a, it's such that. a backhanded compliment every it's not time. Backhanded. <laughs> Listen, guys, I've always said how grateful I am that he won that year, especially everything that we went through as Laker fans, the basketball world went through, the fact that the Lakers won is for me just short of the yankees winning in 2001 right it's the same thing it's the same like we have a team that everyone is rooting for and everyone the country's rooting for and so it happened right and it was like great i was like over the moon you know you know thank you lebron thank you ad rob is the man you know like you know all that other stuff like that but you know then it started getting into, well, we don't have enough time to rest. We don't have enough time to do that. And it'd be one thing if no one else was playing and they were just running LeBron James into the ground, right? But everybody was playing. Everybody's playing. You know what I heard when I heard that? Ah, oh, man. Like, they should have gave me more time to rest. If that's how you feel, take the season off. Put an exemption in. Give the money back that year. Right, don't don't have a built-in excuse about the fact that no, we have enough time to rest. If LeBron would have sat the season out, your head would have exploded. Okay, but listen, don't listen, Mike. What's the alternative, though? What's the alternative? What's the alternative? Him complaining? Who wants the to facts that? Remain, the facts remain. He was right. But Mike, you know why he's the right? Of, the final four teams from the bubble, each and every one of them struggled and had injury problems the next year. Each and okay, every Mike. one of them. But so how many of them complained? How he many of them right. complain like LeBron James? How many of them? You're you're upset about how many him of them? I'm telling how you, many? he was right. I'm how many of them? Right. So you don't care that he was right. You don't care that he was right. Doesn't matter. Well, I don't. I don't agree with him. I don't think that he's right. 
I don't but think he was right. right. But that's I don't the point. think that he was right. right. I don't he think that he was right. right. No, because I also right. no 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 because I also right. I just told you those final four teams, mm-hmm. all four of them had mm-hmm. injury problems the next year. All four so of Mike, them. Not so Mike, one, I don't know. Not two, not three. All four of them had injury so, problems the next year. So LeBron James' argument on Twitter, which I went over this ad nauseum with you, was that the fans were being robbed of their favorite players. And I brought that stat to you. I don't know if you remember. Um, the amount of games that these so-called favorite players, if you were talking about the major marquee players played in the playoffs, they played over 70% of all games played. You know what that means? That means if you had 10 games on that you only watch, seven out of the 10, you were going to see your quote-unquote favorite player. Injuries and all. So again, COVID and all. And so again, you are guaranteed to see at least seven out of these 10 guys play in those games. So what are the injuries tell you? Affected by injuries or not. Of course, every playoff is. You tell me there's no playoff that doesn't have injured players? Not to the degree that we saw last year. All right, but what I'm trying to tell you is that if you tuned into 10 games on okay. random, well, you can seven out of those 10 you games, want, you, you, just you had those so marquee you, players okay. playing. So you still got the ratings. Okay. All right. I'm like, just letting you know, you know that LeBron was right. And you don't tell care the that he was right. Tell the you don't care that he was right. No, it's just, because I don't agree with him. I don't think that he's correct. I don't think that was correct. How can I don't think you that not correct. he's correct? Because I gave you that stat. had more injuries in last year's playoffs than we've seen. But you what does that mean, me Mike? That. But what does that mean? That's like, okay, this year we had more injuries. So what? So what? So what? So what? Hey, okay, so, so what? what? Because so you what? can look at you because you so can what? you can just you can just say at any given playoffs, at any given year, you can just compare the amount of injuries that they had, and you can always just find one year that has more injuries than the other. LeBron but James is not talking about was, no 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 no. But last LeBron year James, was in a no a much more no, frequent case, no, which was no, the point LeBron no. was making. Historically, historically. Are you talking about what LeBron James's feelings are about the situation? Are you saying historically there was more injuries last year Not than what LeBron's has happened in the playoffs? Feelings. <laughs> no, no, no. Because listen, listen, listen. This is where I come in and I say, well, all right. Let's say LeBron feels like he's right and you agree with him. Historically speaking, is this a year last year where the NBA had much more injuries, or was it just hey LeBron didn't play and he was injured? And he feels like, oh, everyone's getting injured, right? I can't remember a playoffs that had that many stars get hurt like that. But yeah, to because, be fair, I think every round of the playoffs had one of their happened. major players. Injured. Literally every round, something happened. But but again, but again, but again, but again, for me to for me to believe what LeBron James is saying, that has to be backed with not just me agreeing because I agree with LeBron James and I'm a fan of LeBron James, right? I have to look at it. I have to say, yo. Historically, but these guys literally these amount play. of injuries that happened must have been a lot. But if it falls in the historical averages, then that means that we're just seeing injuries like we've seen before and no issues. But I, can't, I don't think I can't ta- say that. I feel like you're taking the the injury argument of just injuries in general and putting it towards the guys who are getting more, very much, who are getting like more usage rates. So like the superstars who have higher usage rate. There was significantly more like injuries to those guys, and those guys are the most important players on the team, and a lot of them weren't playing. Like there was yeah. rounds, even oh. the guys who were in the finals, where so, it's like 
Chris Paul in the, for the Suns missed time. Kawhi Leonard in the round before done and still is a comeback. Jamal Donovan Murray Mitchell. still not out. Donovan, Mur- Donovan Mitchell yeah. and Mike yeah. Conley gone. Trey Young, Trey Young missed mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Giannis missed time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown. I mean, we can just go Bradley on Beal. and on so they, and it was, on. It was, and it was so, significant. So, I'm not going to sit here and do, and, <laughs> I'm not going to so, sit here and say your argument about injuries being the same isn't a so, valid argument because that, that mm-hmm. is a very blanket mm-hmm. statement that can be true. No, but I will I will pull up the specific stat because I didn't just say a blanket statement. All the people that you named, all the superstars that you named. I had a stat that I found about the games that they played versus the games that they were out. And you still, as an NBA fan, saw them more than 70% of the time playing in those games. Except for when they weren't playing. No, that means 30% of the time they were not playing. Exactly. And the the playoffs was the 30%. No, 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 no. The playoffs, no. I wasn't talking about the season plus playoffs, Dylan. Dylan, I'm talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about games played in the playoffs. We saw. I put that stat up. I put that stat up. Out of all the games that were compiled by these superstars and the games that they played, the numbers showed that they played more than 60% of those games. I get that. I understand that. I understand what you're saying. that That means that on average, with all the injuries you're talking about, if you were to tune into 10 random games, you would see all those people that you just mentioned play seven out of those 10 times. I all understand right. what you're saying now, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that they still end up getting injured. No, I'm not saying that they didn't get injured. I'm saying that you're saying LeBron James's thing was, and he tweeted, specifically was referring to the players were not going to play because they're injured. And the fans are being robbed of watching their favorite players. And I said, wait a minute. They aren't being robbed of watching their players because their players are playing seven out of ten times on average of every playoff game that you tuned into as an NBA fan. But you're being extremely literal because it's you completely, knew exactly it's what, completely but you knew opposite exactly of what, he, what said. he meant because those injuries changed the series. No, 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 You cannot tell me those injuries didn't change the series in Brooklyn. Please, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm going by what he said. I'm going by what he said. All I did was debunk what he said. I'm debunking what he said. I'm not going to put words in LeBron James' mouth. I'm debunking what he said. You're not going to sit here and tell me injuries didn't play a factor in Brooklyn. But that's not what I'm arguing. That's not what we're arguing. That is what the argument is. That's not what we're arguing. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You're welcome to rewind the tape. You're welcome to rewind the tape. I'm arguing what we started arguing was these players were injured, and I told you from the LeBron James tweet, that the fans were not robbed of these players not playing. These I players was... played. Now, if you're going to say these players weren't effective, that's a whole other issue because I agree with you on that. Right? I was robbed. I agree on that. Right. But they played. All right. They played. But they didn't play when they I needed them to. They played. But they played seven out of ten times. So at 30% of the time, if there was twin games played, they didn't play three of those games. And, and, seven and three series. of those games were game five, and, and, and game seven, six, and game seven. No, nah, that's game not seven. true. You don't know that. That's not true. <laughs> I don't trust anyone. What? 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 What
That's not true. Did Kyrie Irving play game five? Tell me all the games that they didn't play was all game five, game six, and game sevens. No, but I will tell you the games that my guys didn't play were game five, game six, game seven. No, actually, Dylan, yes. No, no, we're adding stuff to that. I don't believe that's correct. I don't believe that's correct. I don't believe that these players did not just play in the five games. Since we're being incredibly literal, I could be literal too. So the first series in Boston only went five games. Uh, James Harden didn't play in a six set or a seven. Kevin Durant didn't play in a game six or a seven. Kyrie Irving didn't play in a six and a seven. If you go to round two, that series went seven. Kyrie Irving played game three. James Harden didn't play one, two, or three. Kyrie missed, what, four, five, six, and seven. That's James Harden missed one, two, three. And then a, played you said they missed, But you said they missed every all the games they missed were five, six, and seven. You named Kyrie I, Irving only missing... The five, six, seven specifically, and James Harden missing. He's the two one. Games. I, he's mainly the one I'm talking about. No, no, no. But there's three. There's three superstars on that team. That Durant played all that. of them. Oh, look, James Harden. So what? When did Does James Harden get James hurt? Harden James Harden got hurt. Thirteen seconds in the game one. Didn't no, play no, game two. talking about all your favorite players, though, right? He's talking oh, about all oh, the favorite no. players. James Harden. He didn't say all your favorite players. Thirteen seconds in game one. Players. He was talking about James Harden. Didn't play game three and didn't play game four. He came back for five, six, seven. But but James, but so that's listen, more Dylan, than half Dylan, of the series. But Dylan, you just said that they only didn't play in five. I six, said and Kyrie seven. didn't play five. No, six, now seven. you said Kyrie. But when I talked to you before, when I said no, you said they all missed. My five, argument six, was seven. Kyrie missed true. five, six, seven. And I can agree with you on that. But there's two other players. But then I also have the only person who played consistent was Durant out of my three superstars, and I love him to death. But James missed the whole first half of the season. He missed four out of seven games. All right, so I personally saw James Harden play game six and close out the Boston Celtics in Barclays Center. But so you're, you're talking about one, game two, six. three, four. No, no, but you said that, uh, listen, I watched him play game six. I have evidence that he played in game six. did you watch him play in one through four? No, but Dylan, your argument wasn't that he missed all those games. Then, your I, missed, that I, said then no I communicated to, that terribly, and I apologize. Then that's fine. And I said that that's the only thing that I disagree with you on, though. Right? That's the only thing I said no about is that I don't know. I can't but, say that every single one of the superstars missed only games 5, 6, and 7. For Kyrie Irving, my 30% was 4, 5, 6, 7. That's fine. But that's but that's but one That's not player. even 30%. That's one player. That's and then one James player. Harden, my 30% was 1, 2, 3, 4. Nah, but that's but that's one player. I'm talking about all their games played. That's eight games for two players. But that's all their games played. Tell them to the Clippers that lost Kawhi Leonard. What is it? What do you, Mike? What are you talking about? I only watch. What are you talking about right now? You said that's one player. Tell that to the Clippers who lost Kawhi Leonard for the Utah series. Okay, you but he still played a significant portion of their playoff games. But the playoff games that they played, he played a significant portion of their playoff games. Did he not? But that is my point, Rise. He missed. No, that's the, my point. You go that's the playoffs, the, you're the make, if that's your point, the then you're making goes. my point. Hey, listen, if that's your point, he then you're making my point. Game. Is that he played a significant amount of games that they played in the playoffs? So, barring the so, time that he got injured, what guys, game did he get the, injured, Mike? The first round games aren't the same as the conference finals. The oh wait, no, and I, well, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, Mike. How many games? How many games did? How many games did Kawhi Leonard play, Mike? In the playoffs, I don't know. They only Roz. Like what's your end game? Nine, ten. I don't know. My end game is what it's always been, which is. Listen, the idea that I hate it. That's, that's the no, idea. no, not that. I said that, listen, we went into this whole thing because I was saying, like, listen, man, 
Like this whole thing about how it went to like, oh yeah, you're talking about LeBron and everything. I just back it up by listen. There's always these stats to back up like what the optics may or not be doing because your eyes can deceive you, right? If you watched it all the time, you would say to yourself, "Damn, all these people are getting injured. Everyone's out, right? Everyone's out. The playoffs are going to be terrible. Everyone's out. No one's going to watch the playoffs because all the guys are out." And it's because we had a shortened season, et cetera, et cetera. Only oh, though, I'm not blaming that. I, think, the only, I don't think and that, the, no. And, and the crazy part is the only people who were affected by said shortened season are the people who were playing in the playoffs. If you weren't in the playoffs, you had a regular offseason. The right? only people who were affected so, were the people who were in the – really, if you want to be like for real, the only people who, were, the who were affected were the people who were in the bubble. Yes, who were in the playoffs. That Okay, that I get you. Specifically. But, LeBron James happens to be one of those players, right? And Mike's argument was the people who were getting injured were the people who were in the bubble. And I was like, all right, cool. But there are other teams, there are other players, right? I had my whole team not playing the bubble. And so, so even in the subsequent playoffs that happened with all these injuries that happened after the bubble, you still had these said playoffs happening with players who are considered superstars. All the marquee players on the marquee teams that were set up for the playoffs they still played a significant portion of the playoffs. Now, yes, they may have had season-ending, playoff-ending injuries, but we're not talking about dudes getting injured in the first game of the playoffs and you never saw them after that. Kawhi Leonard played significant amounts of, play- of games that were played in the playoffs for the Clippers. If you look at the games that the Clippers played in total versus the games that Kawhi Leonard played, you would realize that Kawhi Leonard played a significant amount of those games. If Kawhi Leonard's your... I think he actually only played 50%, but it's whatever. Are you sure about that, Mike? Are you sure Kawhi only played half of the games in the playoffs that the Clippers played? Their first round with Dallas went seven games. He got injured in game one against Utah. That would be eight games. I think that is – and that series went six. So seven plus six is what, 13? So how many games did he play, Mike? Eight. Seven and a half, eight. You want to give him eight because he started the game? I, I, whatever. Is that 70%? I don't know. You let, you let me know. What is that that how many games did he play? Eight. I feel like Rob is trying to make the point that he just he played enough games and not that's, enough to play the say, whole he series. Play, he played in the first round. So but that's all that's Dylan, 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 Dylan. Now it's a kill the messenger type of thing. I didn't make the stat. No, I, I, didn't, I'm, I don't I, make what games played is considered games game. played. I asked you what your end and game I told was you. to see and what I told it was. You. And I but told I feel you. like the way it's coming off is like I told you. he played enough. That's how no, it comes no, no, off. No, 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 no. Wouldn't played you want him played. to play more now, or all of them? Now, games played is games played. That's how that stat is recorded. It's not up to me. If Mike feels that games played oh, should be okay. recorded after the 20 minute mark, okay. after the 10 minute mark, after the two minute mark, that has right, nothing guys. to do with this. Has me. gotten ridiculous. I didn't yeah. make that stat yeah. up. That has yes. nothing to do with me. And, and I on offer that the stat, note, and the stat uh, is the stat. Right. On that, note, introduce, welcome, introduce welcome, the pod. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit the music.
what a, a hell of a 40 minute warm up. <laughs> the best part about it was just going for a whole ass hour before we even started recording. May, may I just add this beforehand? Kawhi Leonard uh, actually, actually played 11 games, by the way. Which falls in line with 11 out of 13, which being more than 70%. I am your host. Cue the silence. Drop the I bomb. Am. Which punk flex? Which punk flex? Drop We're the punk flex bomb. We're not the fact that it still makes my point that How? Him How sway? Because him How sway? I'm your host, Big Mike. I am here with the fellas. Dylan, Breezes, Roz. We had to go live because our pregame warm-up just got too real and we had to just let you guys in. We had to That's pull the curtain and let you know what goes on. A little inside baseball. <laughs> let you know what goes on behind the scenes here. That's not Dylan. That's Mary Chrysler. Mary Chrysler. Mary Chrysler. Happy Chrism. <laughs> Mary Crima. Mary Crima. <laughs> I mean, I actually got how you doing, fellas. We're, we're all clearly warmed up, but how, how are we doing? I'm doing Toasty. rather well. Toasty. Doing rather well. Toasty uh, in, my, in my jets. The, the NBA for me right now is currently suspended until further notice until the Nets play a basketball game. But fun thing is we're still top of the Eastern Conference, and that's very fun. And the Jets need to just keep losing. Aiden Hutchinson came on Thibodeau. What's up? Rubbing hands like Birdman. Uh, the Knicks got a doubt tonight. Nothing can bother him. Also, the Knicks are 14 and 17 now. Hey, can't bother me. They got a doubt tonight. Good team win. Win is, win is a win. Good team win. Good team win. I didn't get to play Bing Bong last week, so here's another Bing Bong. There you go. Fuck your life. <laughs> I need the Knicks to make the playoffs. I think the Knicks in the playoffs always makes it interesting. Fun I would playoffs. like the Knicks to get the eight seed. Of course. Literally. The most profitable franchise in the league. Yeah, they're just certain teams that no matter how you feel about them, if they're in the playoffs, it's just fun. It's just, I just want to see the pure vitriol of a Knicks-Nets series. Of how Knicks fans are just going to be just just chaotic and just awful people. While Nets mm-hmm. fans are kind of just like, we're here. What's up? And y'all are just bullying us. Just to watch that's, y'all maybe win a game. And they get run watch out of TV. MSG. <laughs> That'll be a great series to watch. Just to watch the fandom. Yeah, that's must-watch TV, man. Knicks, Nets is like, I don't care how you feel again about what the teams are like. You know, like, or the difference in the gap, like in talent, that is going to be tuned in by so many people. And I think Adam Silver would be like frothing at the mouth, printing money, printing money. Forget about it. It's a subway series for basketball. (laughs) Yeah, that would be massive. That'd be huge. I would. I would love that. Not even just for the for the shit talking that I'd get to do to you guys, but just as a basketball fan. Oh, because at the end of the day, I have the best in the world and you don't glue to the TV, literally glue to the TV. The environment would be unbelievable. It'd be so hostile. You'd be able to cut that shit with a knife. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. All the videos like remember uh, Sons and Four Guy, (laughs) 
the whole all of Madison Square Garden just be fighting people. It'll just be that. You know, you know, it'd be great. Even I think as NBA fans, even though there's been a lot happening this year, if we can somehow just like the basketball guys can somehow give us um, a Lakers, Clippers, and Nets, Knicks at any given point. I mean, like you can't even. I think complain. Adam Silver would give his left leg for that. <laughs> He would. Yeah. <laughs> Having Knicks, Nets as the early game and then Lakers, Clippers as oh. the late game. Oh. Oh. Put that oh. I, would lo- I would love my. Put I would love to see oh. Lakers, Clippers oh. in the playoffs, but you know how the Clippers are trying to dodge out of that bracket. <laughs> tank I think they'll welcome the it this time. I think they'll welcome <laughs> it this time. All those LA connections, Russ, you know, like Kawhi, MPG, yeah, Crypto. I mean, oh boy, PG. Yeah, I'll like, be back for playoffs. I just want to see it because I feel like we were robbed in the bubble of that. Um, and, and after that, you know, like I, I just want to see it so bad. I want um, that series too, so bad, just to- so bad. And even if the Lakers lost, as a Laker fan, like you know, like I can't believe I'm saying this, but even if the Lakers lost this year and we got that series. You know, like I would still be content as an NBA fan because it's like, listen, man, like I think I think honestly, the one thing that I do respect about LeBron James is that he gets up for his competition. I feel like he all I feel like the only thing that would even bring him back and have him have like a historical roll the tape back type of LeBron type thing is if PG and Kawhi Leonard is on opposite side of him, and he's he he cares about his legacy so much, he can't bear having those two guys walk into crypto now, and have that loss on his back. Like I think he I don't I think he's just going to be he would just be absolutely a lunatic. That that's season. like that's like went on when LeBron first went against uh what was that 2015 when he when they first went against the warriors when he was oh yeah 40. yeah yeah should have won mvp that year too in the playoffs should have but yeah uh, i mean we all want to start man i mean we, we <laughs> kind of jumped into the basketball we normally start off with football i mean <laughs> We can get the football out the way. That's fine. You know, like it's it's interesting weekend football. We were very close to having a a Dylan was right pod where everything Dylan predicted came true. (laughs) And that would have been incredibly nasty for everybody here if I was Nostradamus and just screaming at y'all to suck me. That would have been real bad. I saw you text that in the chat, but what were you right about with Mac Jones? Well, I didn't. I understand. I was that shitting on Mac Jones about how he wasn't great, and then he came out and put out an absolute stinker on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah. that was one. And then yeah. it was Kyrie Irving's coming back. Kai for Christmas was number wow. two. Wow. Yeah, we got to talk about that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and then if the Raiders would have lost to the the COVID Browns with their third oh. string quarterback. That would have been three, and I would have been unbearable. I'm yeah, already bad. I would have been unbearable. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, NFL-wise, man, I mean, this week has been, like, I mean, you've seen some names get thrown out there that you would never see or thought you would ever see again. Like, I saw I saw um, Lalouetta. I, I was like, whoa. I was like, wait a minute, not not the – not the man himself, Kyle Lalouette. Like, is that he? That's his name, Kyle. Is that his name, Kyle Lalo? Like, I haven't seen that name in a very long time, man. And I, I was seeing guys getting pulled out of left and right, playing in an NFL game because COVID was running rampant everywhere, like everywhere. Shout out to the Raiders for barely beating a third <sighs> back. The Raiders are really good at almost losing games they should win all the time. But Anthony escapes my wrath for another week (laughs) because if they would have lost this game and then lost the Colts game, he wouldn't be able to say shit to me. Yeah, he did say three and one, so we're still baking on that, right? We still get the three and one. (laughs) But he also needs a lot of help to get in. Because I think they're still at the bottom of that little uh, list there for playoff ranking. Yeah, on they're on both, on both. Uh, yeah, yeah. That um, that whole AFC, that whole AFC playoff contention is like a bunch of seven and six, seven and seven teams just fighting dog fight right now to try to get in. I think it's these are the last few games coming up here, guys. You, you know what's interesting about all this is, you know, I. I personally would say, like, I don't have the stomach for it, but if you're a better, you're a type of person to bet on games, I just don't know how, like, you aren't, like, literally just, like, going crazy for this season because you have teams like the San Francisco 49ers who are stringing together wins out of nowhere, and I feel like no one talks about them, but they're beating decent to good teams that you wouldn't expect them to do and beat right now. And then you have you have teams like the Dolphins who are shout out, out to shout out to Anthony. I gotta shout him out. He called the Dolphins, and Dylan and Mike said he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I still don't believe the Dolphins. I still yeah. believe the Dolphins. They might it's, Dolphin. It's, they might, but I still I mean, believe them. How, he called, he called how funny would it be if it was those Dolphins? That kept him out. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The best part of irony. Oh, that would be that would make my day. Also, while we're still (laughs) shitting on the Raiders, shout out to the Jets for outscoring the Raiders again (laughs) for what seems to be the sixth consecutive week. (laughs) But what do I know? I just watch football on Sundays and don't know shit about shit. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets completely shut out. Chris Godwin t- gets. We put up wrecked, nine points again. Wrecked. We I outscored mean, the Bucks. We outscored the Bucks, which is crazy because we played that same Saints team. You know, like it's the same Saints team. So I again, I can't this this year in the NFL. I can't I call. Saints good though. It's a few teams. Good. It's a few teams in the NFL that that just for some reason like over time just have Brady's number. It's the same teams. The regular season, the Saints <laughs> the last two years, the Saints have just owned Brady. Owned it's him. just weird. It's like so weird. And then he gets in the playoffs and he just has his way with him. Yeah. 
It's weird. But he didn't you know. have a good game in the playoffs last year. Their defense won that game last year. Well, they they don't have the secondary this year. Everybody's fucking hurt, and then yeah. they just they lose uh, Godwin for the rest of the oh, season. Oh, what a huge! They loss. lose a uh, huge Lenny loss. for a bit too. They just signed Le'Veon Bell yeah. to try to help them too, and but they are bringing uh, Antonio Brown back. Yeah, they said they also uh, lost Evans too. That statement. That they lost statement. Evans too. They lost Evans to the hammy. Mm-hmm. So rough, they're in a man. tough spot. Yeah, it's rough. yeah, the coach was saying, um. We things are better with Antonio Brown on the team. I know what I said before, but there's no t- no room for that right now. Mm-mm. And all of a sudden, with the Bucks getting kind of slowing down in the NFC West, kind of just being in flux again because everybody's just winning games and playing each other, that my Cowboys Super Bowl prediction is kind of starting to look a little better. But you still got the Packers to deal with. Exactly, there's still that bad man in Green Bay. But Mike Parsons is fantastic. Did you know that <laughs> the Cowboys are the first team since the Chargers to have a player who has recorded 10 sacks and 10 interceptions since the Chargers with Sean Merriman and Antonio Cromartie? That's dope. That's a, that's that's dope. a nice little sack there. Yeah, or that's not dope. a sack, a uh, stat. Anthony would say, fuck the Chargers. Sean Merriman will beat the shit out of you, Anthony. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 like here's here's the thing, man. Right, and and I I find it very very interesting in the simple fact that you now have teams that are emerging slowly but surely out of all these different conferences that you probably wrote off for dead, and they're trying to make a push again in the playoffs. And as an NFL fan, you can't even really say to yourself now. I can go into the playoffs and be confident as to who these who going to win these games. Some of them are clear cut, but if you have a bunch of those seven and seven, seven and six teams fighting out with some of these teams, like because you have a, a a Buccaneers team that's limping right now into the playoffs, losing a huge part of that, and you get Antonio Brown back, but I think he's if he's Antonio Brown, he's you know he's he's still going to fill that void admirably that Chris Godwin's going to be there, but I also think that. Tom Brady was my MVP coming into this into this game, slightly edging Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I just feel like now Aaron Rodgers is he it's his to lose right now with Brady losing those weapons, unless he just Brady. comes out and does crazy. But another interesting name, and I kind of brought it up to Mike a long time ago, but I didn't mean to bring it up in this manner. But now I'm gonna bring it up in this manner. If somehow Aaron Rodgers has a hard time with those Cowboys, be on the lookout for Jonathan Taylor creeping up in the MVP voting because he has been the best running back this year. He's been doing every – he's been carrying that team on his back. I'm going to be pissed off. On his back, Mike. Do you want you want to know something, on Mike? You're about back. to feel if Jonathan Taylor wins MVP, you're gonna feel how I felt about Defensive Player of the Year, where a couple years ago when Stephon Gilmore won it, and he had an incredibly mediocre season compared to the year Darrell Reeves had in 2009. And I'm like, you're gonna give that corner Defensive Player of the Year, but you couldn't give Darrell Reeves Defensive Player of the Year for the year that he had the single greatest year corner has ever played. You Ever. can't give him defensive player of the year, but you give Stefan fucking Gilmore. 
defensive player of the year. That's going to be you. Where it's like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, the MVP of the league when Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards last year. Carry Tennessee on his back. I now I want ninety-nine yard touchdown run on primetime television. But you gonna Mike, get him because he beat the Patriots. He's getting votes, Mike. He's getting votes. <laughs> He's getting votes as we speak. He is getting votes. I think you. I completely agree with you. I think it's ridiculous if he actually wins it, especially after what we've seen from Derrick Henry in, a, in the past few he years. He can finish top five. Crime. That's cool. Be a crime. It'd be a but he can't win it. He can't win it. If he wins win. it, though. And honestly, he shouldn't even be in top three. He can't win. He's definitely top three, though. I think right now you have Rodgers, Brady, Jonathan Taylor. And um, I Look think also. Look out for also, that guy, Matthew Stafford. Look out for that guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, he helped his he helped his stop. Um, there's a, I think the MVP, I think this is going to be a fun, refreshing MVP, both sides, defensive and offensive players of the years. I think it's going to be awesome because I think Micah Parsons might take both and I was about to say, rookie of the year, defensive rookie you, and defensive MVP. Defensive MVP is also like yeah. having a quiet seventeen sack season. Yeah, yeah. single season record. He has to get it. He has to get it. He has to get it. Might have to yeah. put him in this conversation. For MVP, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I especially if, if the Steelers make the playoffs. He's oh, now yeah. he now holds the single sack seat, uh record for the Steelers. He passed yeah. uh, James Harrison yeah. on Sunday That's with right. his sack. That's so it's right. like we, he was ha- he had a quiet seventeen sacks. It's because the Steelers haven't been playing. Haven't, they but, haven't won or anything, but Micah but, Parsons is ridiculous. He's disgusting. Wait till he gets like smarter. He's disgusting. You could put him Everywhere he has more sacks this year currently that Chase more than Chase Young did. Yeah, in his rookie season, Chase Young had nine and a half sacks his whole season and won defensive rookie of the year. It's funny because the Cardinals, when they drafted Isaiah Simmons, they hoped that Isaiah Simmons was would this, be Micah Parsons, which but is it's like, a little different because Isaiah Simmons was a safety that they converted to linebacker and kind of played a hybrid role. Parsons at Penn State was just like a linebacker. Just a I monster. didn't know what he was, so I was He's like, it's hard monster. for me to do it because it's like, do you put him as an edge rusher or do you put him as like a Mike linebacker? And they're like, we're just gonna put him everywhere. Let him yeah. play Ooh, Fuck him. He runs like a wide receiver, man, and that's the scary part. It's like I don't think I've ever seen a linebacker crazy. have that sideline to sideline speed that this guy has, and he's just he's just an incredibly freak athlete with these just wild instincts. That like as time goes on and he when he hits like twenty eight years old, we're gonna be talking about Micah Parsons as like like this maybe like a stretch here as one of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen. If and he then he's also up. going to be like learning the game in a way like imagine him with a, a mindset like Tom Brady on defense. It's a nightmare. You wanna know why it's a nightmare? Because most of the time when he's playing on the edge, he shouldn't be able to drop back. And take out a like we're not it's like forget about the flat, you know. You put him out and have him take over like a, a, a cornerback position. Like he's you, taking, you he picks up slots. You can't do that. Like you shouldn't be able to do that. Like you shouldn't be able to drop back and pick up slot receivers because then, as an offensive coordinator, what are you going to do? You can't like you can't leave somebody in there because you just wasted someone being there to block if he drops back. 
And then if you try to get him to get blocked, he's just going to just speed rush around like everyone. It's just too much. He's a quicker, faster Khalil Mack who can cover. That's that's terrifying. And that's Cause, horrifying because Khalil Mack is an all-pro in one season at linebacker and defensive end in I the same Mack, season. Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack is one of my – I think he's one of the – if not, he's one of the say, greatest defensive players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to remember this guy named Khalil Mack that I thought might be the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. I, Correct. I'm that old to remember Correct. that guy. Yeah, and, I am too. And I mean, I don't Michael know if it's because they were playing the Vikings, but that Bears defense looked pretty damn good last night on Monday Night Football. So if they can get that guy back, they just don't have a and secondary. And like I've been Chicago. saying, they need a secondary. But I'm telling you, I'm putting my chips on the table. Dylan already knows where I'm going. I'm all in. I'm all in on Justin Fields. I'm all in. I've seen what I need to <laughs> well, see. That dude is going to be a top five quarterback in this league. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't not go that tomorrow. far. Wow. Not tomorrow. Let's let's Why? not get crazy. Why not what have you seen? I'm putting I, I may know. be I, the only guy who has put his chips on the it. table for all of these rookies except for Mac Jones. It. He has it, Roz. I don't know what it is, but he has it. I'll tell you what he doesn't have a head coach. He does it, and that's, and that's the thing that could trip me up. <laughs> you know what's wild? Before, before we continue there, Matt Nagy's more than likely to get fired, but there's rumors circul- circulating around Chicago that Ryan Pace is getting one more year. Really? And if that happens, yeah. the Bears are crazy. He's getting fourth really? head coach. There's a chance he's getting a fourth head coach. You're going to get Ryan Pace to actually pick the next head coach? They're crazy. They're not. That's, that's They're the word I'm hearing around They're like crazy. the Chicago beat. Is that's that's insane. That's, because I think he, he gets fired, but that's insane. Because he I will give him this. He's pretty good at drafting. He's pretty pretty good. I can understand. But he, but like, he also you puts gotta, their you team gotta, in cap hell. You got to move him to like a Brad Stevens, like president of football operations or something, and like just get him away from the cap. Just get him away. Just let him pick people because I. Oh, I don't think they're gonna go. I don't think when they fire Nagy, they're going to go the college route. But if no, you have, that's if a job it, you want. If they if, were smart, they would throw the ship at Eric. I pronounce his name, Eric Benemy. Eric Benemy. Oh yeah, he's Benemy. the one that they need. I to would get. throw. I would throw everything at him. Do you want to know I, another name being thrown around that I completely forget about? And I'm like, you know what? That's also probably a good hire. Byron Leftwich. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's oh, yeah. two jobs that are about to open oh, yeah. up that are about to be really interesting. Oh, yeah. And it's Chicago and it's Jacksonville. Because mm-hmm. that Jacksonville job, like, they have talent. They're just hurt, right? At wide receiver, you have DJ Chark and Marvin Jones, Travis Etienne, uh, Robinson. Defense, they're a little light. That's why I don't want them to get that number one pick because having Josh Allen and then Aiden Hutchinson on the other side or Kayvon Thibodeau on the other side kind of scares me, but they also have Miles Jack. So mm-hmm. it's like they have a little bit of talent there. And if they get a good coach who's not trying to finger blast girls in bars in Ohio and kick his players, they may be like on a really good spot. And oh, yeah, fuck Urban Meyer. And fuck you, Jeremy Shap. <laughs> fuck you, Jeremy Shap. In case you guys don't know, Jeremy Schapp came out on Outside the Lines last year and said, was talking about how the worst team in football doesn't need to be rewarded for being the worst team and giving the first round, uh, first pick of the draft. 
only because the Jets were on pace to have the number one pick in the fucking draft. Mm-hmm. If it was anybody else, nobody he wouldn't have made it. It would have been all hunky dory like it's been for the last fucking however long it's been. But since the fucking Jets were gonna get the number one pick last year, this cocksucker said we <laughs> that we're the reason we shouldn't have yeah. anything nice. And we Fuck would ruin Trevor Jack. Lawrence, and he would go into a situation with nothing but dysfunction. And literally, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not only the worst team in football, they have the worst coaching situation in football. And they just been they just been an embarrassment. And the crazy part is, is like I think Leftwich, BNME, I think the also thing that you can think of, which I mean, because of the whole Urban Meyer thing and situation and the Matt rule, because he's probably going to get fired. I that's another dark horse team. I think he's going to lose his job. I think um, you have the guy. I mean, you have to literally you have to bring Justin Fields in the conversation if you want to be truly, you know, like, you know, having him feel like, you know, this is a place that he wants to build his future at. I think you could consider his old coach and Ryan Day over there and say to yourself hey you know like i've already coached justin i know what justin's like you know because that's what kind of happened out in arizona and the reason why they picked kyle murray is because cliff kingsbury was like i coached that dude i know he can run my offense right and i can guarantee you guys if you want me to run my system and my offense the way that it's supposed to be run and you want to see some results go get that guy right and i wonder if you know, like I think, I think Benny Amy, I think they play it safe. I think this is the time where uh, Eric Benny Amy gets his chance. He is going to be. I think you have Leftwich in Jacksonville because I think of the Jacksonville connection. He already has family. He's already living in the in the Florida area. I think that's a layup. If Jacksonville lets that not happen, maybe it's because they pull Benny Amy. But I feel like Byron should be a slam dunk over there. Byron. Byron should be the pick, but Shad Khan loves splashy. Hey, another name to look out for is that defensive coordinator in New Orleans. He's going to get a job. He, him taking the reins on Sunday, yesterday, or two days ago, was a big difference maker. That was a huge resume builder. He's going to get it. He's going to get a job somewhere. Shit, and he might get the Raiders job. He might get, they might bring him back. <laughs> Anthony should want that. That's the motherfucker yeah. you'd want. Yeah. The Raiders are another one to see if they keep, you know, like uh, the interim coach there. Do and, not another ser- another dark horse who I think I'm 50-50 on it. Some people tell me he's going to stay. But I honestly think there is a – more than 0% chance that Joe Judge can get fired if the Giants continue to look. Oh, no, he's getting fired. I guarantee it. And he talks what he talks. If he was just quiet, dude, like, listen, we were going through. But the fact that he's given nothing but sound bites to the media and he's also getting the doors blown off of them, they have to play the Chiefs, man. I think if, you know, like they're booing Mara at his, like, you know, ring of honor ceremonies and he's kicking trash cans and things like that around. I think don't discount Joe judge getting fired at the end of the season. If he gets fired, you it's going to be real tough to not have guys like Eric Benier, Brian Leftwich, and all those guys see an opening giants slot and say to themselves, 
hell, I can be the coach of the New York Giants. And I don't have to take on Daniel Jones. We can just toss him to the side. And I got two first-round picks in the top ten. That's exactly why I you, think he's gone. And a new GM. Gettleman's going to mm. be gone. Mm. Daniel Jones won't be there or will be the backup, will not be the starter. Why are you going to keep this regime mm. in there when they couldn't get it done with this group? You just you start fresh, completely fresh, because Judge blew it on Jason Garrett. Blew it on Jason Garrett. And now you got Freddie Kitchens in there. He stinks. but He's gone. Yeah, Mike Lennon cool. stinks, but you know who was the best quarterback on the Giants on fucking Sunday? It was Jake Fromm. Yeah, from State Farm. Jake from State Jake, Farm. Right, Jake from State Farm. He was the best quarterback on the Giants. He put up more yards in, in like one drive than Glennon put up the whole game. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that whole and and Saquon Barkley is fucking washed. Can't draft running back. Fucking washed. Can't draft running backs, especially at two. That's that's the and then you also have I've all these seen. bad contracts, like former Jet great Leonard Williams. Man, that contract worked out real fucking good for y'all. Kenny Suck Galladay. me. Give me that fourth round pick, bitch. James Bradbury was an okay signing, but then you still have Blake Martinez, Nate Solder. Solder's a horrible. Solder's a horrible signing. Solder's day, horrible. Oh, and man. um falling off a cliff. What's his face from Detroit? Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, 17 Galladay. mil for what? To not play football. I mean, Mike, I mean, listen, like, well, do you feel like that Giants team, if they were to clean house, like, do you think, like, any co- – I mean, like, there's only so many coaching jobs. So, you know, like, if, if you're looking for a job, you you, you know, you, you find a job. You take the Giants job. You can take what worse. But do you think if they clean house, that's the number one – that's the number one place for, for coaching candidates? It depends on who's available, but it instantly becomes – uh, it's a prime a time job. It's a prime time job. Uh, but the only thing I, only reason I wouldn't put it at number one is because you have Chicago. Chicago would, is a big city, and you already have your quarterback. And there's talent there. Chicago mm-hmm. would be interesting. Uh, Imagine going into I this think, draft thinking you're going to get a quarterback that's your guy. That's a tough one to like swallow. Well, I will say this. Right. Unless you get Derek Carr or Russell Wilson. That's what I was about to say. Now, 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 if you're coming in and you say to yourself, I have two picks in the top 10, you have the ability to not only say to yourself, I can do all the due diligence I can look at this quarterback draft and see if there's a guy that we feel that's our guy, or you can go over to Green Bay. You can go over to Seattle and you can say to specifically Seattle, hey, man, I heard you guys don't even have your draft pick anymore. You guys need some help. <laughs> can we can, can we talk about Russell Wilson? And you go over to Green Bay and you say to LaFleur and those guys, hey, listen, I know Aaron's killing it, but Aaron, you know, do you do you still want to be here? Do you still see a future here? Do you guys still want to keep deal with Aaron Rodgers and everything like that? You know, and you could give up one of those picks. I mean, if you tell me I'm giving up the number in this draft, you tell me I'm giving up what is now the number six pick and I get the rest of Russell Wilson's career. 
or I get Aaron Rodgers right now and the rest of his career, I win. I'm doing that. I'll, 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 I will, I will, I will carry, I will carry whoever that pick is. You can call the pick in. I'll carry them on my back to Seattle or Green Bay because that Giants team with Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, whoever they were going to replace Evan Ingram with, all of a sudden, all the ills that that team had, Saquon Barkley still going into his prime, all of a sudden, everyone might actually start looking really, really good with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And maybe if we figure out what's going on with him, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, of course, Deshaun Watson. man. We don't know what's going on there, but I think he's going to end up being a Dolphin. Yeah, to, to my dismay. Mine too. This may because that's, I was that's I was no, all man. for getting rid of all those picks to get to Sean Watson, and that's I was like, know. bring him, give me, give me. If Tua leads them to the playoffs, nope, I don't they know. don't believe in him. They no, I don't care. Tua it is looks not like they good. do believe in them. No, but Tua's not good. They have no choice. That's, they have that's no not choice. Right. That's not what's their choice, decide. Mike. If they have no Dolphins choice. believe in him, that's all that matters. But Who, they, what, don't. they have no choice. They don't believe in him. They have no other choice. What I'm trying to say is the best things actually for the Dolphins is to showcase and have this win streak because they can go to the Texans and say, oh, yeah, you're getting this ascended player in Tua and take these picks. We'll just take the strong wide. And now you have to give up less picks. Instead of five or four picks, you only have to give up two because now you have Tua who's playing pretty well. So if you think Tua is don't mind Tua almost throwing away the game against us on Sunday. Yes, by the way. my most hated player on the team, Brandon Eccles. You don't like Brandon Eccles? I don't. I hated him, and then guess what? He's got 100% of the vote for uh, Rookie of the Week. Hate him. And Tua still almost threw that game away. That's I, I wild. Just, I just think if you think this Dolphins team is on this win streak now, just imagine if you took Deshaun Watson and put him in, in, in Tua Tagalola's place throughout this whole win streak. That's That's frightening. Deshaun Watson with Jalen Waddle is absolutely nightmare fuel for me as a Jets. Well, they also, fun fact, Will Fuller's actually still on that team too, but he, he is has never completed a season. Yeah, he's he's either injured, injured or doing drugs. Yeah, he got caught with the steroids. Steroids. Too. But ah. that's why he played all those games that season because he was healthy. <laughs> but I was also a firm believer in San Fran. Uh, San Fran's seat heating up a little bit if they missed out the playoffs. They're not going to Kyle Shanahan. Well, now they're not. San Fran's like, going to be when, awesome, man. When they were losing their games, I'm like, maybe Shanahan's seat's getting a little hot. And then it just turned around. Their defense is, their defense is playing awesome balling. right now, man. Balling. 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 And, um, yeah, man, I think, again, like, I'm so looking forward to this playoffs. You already know, Mike, how I feel about those Titans. I'll say it, and I'll say it right now. The Titans with Derrick Henry is the team nobody wants to see in the playoffs in the cold. He is going to bludgeon those teams. Like those teams towards the bottom, that's going to be tough, tough sledding to see this Tennessee Titans and, with a healthy And Derrick let's not Henry. forget tough sledding. By that time, We'll have A.J. Brown back, yep. and we'll have Julio Jones back. But will you actually have Julio back? 
I don't know. He's up and down, but we'll have AJ <laughs> Brown back. I was about to say AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. Yeah, Julio. Will you really? Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> but you know, hey, no, you get Julio, stuff. you get Julio. Like, it's fantastic. It's okay. but... No, it's okay. good, good luck, good luck against the Titans, man. Because I mean, like, that's a team that I feel like is just gonna lull everybody to sleep right now, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think teams are forgetting you about know? them. It's just I don't they're, know. Dis- they're distracted right now because. The NFL's shiny toy of Pat Mahomes is looking unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, he's just, not, they're not forgetting about him. They're just like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is really fucking good at football, huh? Yeah, he's back. He's doing Pat Mahomes stuff, man. But they left Jackson you know. at home. Jackson Mahomes isn't playing quarterback for the Chiefs anymore. It's Pat. You know, he's back. You know, you know what's crazy? You know what would bring me so much joy? to see the Titans completely just run rough shot like the Colts did, run rough shot all over the Patriots, man. Because I think Derrick Henry also is a person who completely embarrasses that Patriots defense because – Patriots cannot stop the run. The Patriots haven't been able to stop the run for four years. Can't deal with that. They can't deal with that. Derrick Henry is not just your everyday running back. That's Tractor Seatle. He's like, going to be running all up in that ass, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, good luck with that. You're, you know, t- Mac Jones, you had a three-pass game. Cool, Tannehill will have one, one pass, and just hand off to, to Derrick Henry the whole game. That's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, NFL's interesting. Well, I'm not going to let you guys jinx my Titans. I, I know we're pretty good, but yeah, I'm not going to. Beat that ass me. like a drum, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that makes you happy. You you won on a bah, missed bah, field goal in overtime. Derrick Henry also missed field goal in overtime. But we uh, were there. I was there. He was there. I was there too. Pop 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 Bam bam bam. Beat that ass like a drum. I got Justin Hardy uh, gloves that game too. By the way. Oh, you did? Yeah. He gave no me, way. He, fun story. Fun story. Um, if you look at the SNY post game for that. For that game, um, there's they go through the Jets winning and them going through the tunnel, and Justin Hardy stops, and he starts like looking and he starts smiling and laughing, and that's him. He ends up giving his gloves. He gave him his gloves to me, and he was laughing because I rolled off his almost entire career in like a thirty second span. Yeah, he was and he was like, ah, oh, man. He said, he said, oh man, nah, I got to give it to you. And I like they didn't, they didn't, he, they didn't show the sound effect because he just they show him smiling, like mouthing, like, ah, oh, man, I got. He like he gives me his gloves. I actually have his gloves up here. That's awesome. Um, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that Titans Jets game. If you ever want to use those re- gloves to revisit that, that, I can fit those like gloves too. By the way, too surprisingly, <laughs> but um, if you ever guys want to fun fact, look at the SMR post game. Check out that moment. That was I. I received those goals from, from Justin Hardy for a good win against the Titans. Special teams captain Justin Hardy. Special teams captain. Special teams ace. Very Justin underrated Hardy. player. Very good gunner. Mm-hmm. Beat that ass like a drum. Oh, Mike. You Go ahead, Mike. Right. Tell me how you feel. Oh, okay. On to the NBA now that we're done with them <laughs> dumbass Jets. Beat that ass like a drum. <laughs> Uh, at the time of this recording, the Lakers and Suns are playing a very weird, interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakers, I, I don't, I assume they're going to lose, 
but they uh-uh. might. I don't know. They're they're fighting. <laughs> no, they're fighting. They're fighting. Carmelo has gotten hurt in this game, and LeBron rolled his ankle a few minutes ago. So, oh, boy, he's he's Jesus. also not playing. And right now, as we speak, the Lakers have Rondo, Westbrook, It, Horton, uh, THC, and Trevor Ariza. That is their five on the court right now. What a and, rotation. And let me just tell you, it's not going good. It's not going good. LeBron, they were down by uh, 17, I think. And LeBron, they they came back with Westbrook on the bench. They came back. They cut it down to Talk about six. plus minus, huh? Cut it down to six. <sighs> and right now, it's 10. So... We need to do but all yet. that deep dive stats for shit we were doing with AD on Russell Westbrook because oh he's my God. fucking bad. <laughs> well, right now it's it's IT and uh, THC just throwing up brick after brick after brick. It is it is rough to watch IT miss all these shots because I'm. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't rooting for, for a long time, and I'm rooting for him. You well, know? IT it's... played one game in the G League and just like dropped like yeah. four picks. He might He's be thinking washed, of the joint right now. He's he might be washed. I, I did all the Lakers, man. Oh, you're muted, James. James, you're you're muted. If I was IT, man, I'd be chucking them shits up too. I only got a 10 game going contract for right now, anyway. Let them fly. <laughs> chocolate thunder. My <laughs> chocolate. I'm letting them fly, bro. I like I, that it, IT's right? back. Rain dance. It's fun. It's fun with Th- there. THT is one for nine with two points. He's zero for five from three. This man's like old school. Exactly. <laughs> I'm letting him fly. Rain man. He is just oh my lord. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's tough, man. It's tough, guys. Like again, like it's enough that AD is out. LeBron gets injured again, and like. Carmelo well, also injured. Yeah, Carmelo. Like, I don't know what happened to Carmelo. He was playing, and then he went to the locker room. I don't know if he got hurt, if he got ejected. I, I don't know. One minute he was playing. I looked down. I looked up. He's walking to the locker room. LeBron got hurt because on a weird, freaky play. I don't want to say that Crowder stuck his foot under LeBron on purpose because I don't know, but his foot just happened to land where LeBron's came down after going for a layup. So I listen, I don't know. I <laughs> who knows? I know there's a little friction with Crowder and LeBron, but you know, hey, his foot just happened to be where LeBron came down. <laughs> like how Giannis yes. intentionally injured Kyrie Irving. Uh very similar. No, that was very <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. But no, uh, more did. plus minus fight. news. Yeah. Former net great DeAndre Jordan with a plus minus of minus fifteen. <laughs> they actually just put DeAndre back in the game because uh, great. just came in the game. My goodness. THT is a plus minus of my, minus twelve. My, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Rondo plus minus of horrible. minus eighteen. And Westbrook just turned the ball over. Yeah, that's not right. Westbrook is Camilla at a zero. Was, a perfect. As an update, Mike Carmelo Carmelo was ejected. He was ejected. It looked like it was mm-hmm. an ejection the way he was walking off. 
So there well, you that's go. good to hear at least. Hello could have did, but that's okay. good to hear at least though. Like, oh. yeah, he's ejected, but oh, Isaiah Thomas is yeah. one for ten. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, and he's, he's still got a plus three. Look at him. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. The Lakers are just. The Lakers, I, 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 don't know. I feel like the Lakers don't have anyone over 6'3 on the court right now. Like, I don't know what Vogel is doing right now. I mean, Vogel is I, Vogel. I will Vogel say this. Vogel. I keep the same energy. Well, actually, no, you know what? Energy. You know what? Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's be fair. Vogel is not coaching. Fizz, Fizzdale is coaching. Well, let me let me not do that to Vogel. No, I will be respectful no, Mike, to that man. No, Mike. Fizz is coaching. Fizz is coaching. I get it, but Frank Vogel, his rotations are like so crazy. Like sometimes, like they're mind-boggling for the actual like, like moment in the game that I'm just sitting here like, how is it possible that you actually decided this would work? And it's always those one times where they work. That people are like, see, he's not so bad. But then it's like, there's so many other instances where it's so bad and we get completely destroyed. Like, I had another, I had another one of my buddies who was talking about, oh look, you complain, Roz, about Vogel's uh, rotations, and if 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 Austin Reeves wasn't there, he wouldn't have hit the shot. And I'm like, oh my god, like I feel like I'm just like in a fever dream. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because the Lakers are a bad team with a bad coach right now. And even though he won a championship, I think they won it in spite of Frank Vogel. I think Frank Vogel, what I am grateful for him is the fact that he brought at least an ear to everyone to say, hey, guys, you might have to actually play some defense, which is fair, right? No one else was going to just tell LeBron and AD and all those guys, hey, you guys actually have to try to play defense, right? And um, we had that incident with Kuzma telling LeBron, yo, man, like you need to play defense, pushing him towards an actual like player to defend because he wasn't defending anyone. Like There are moments that I think Frank Vogel brought a different feel to this team. The only issue is, is that I think the team dropped the ball when they didn't get Ty Lue. Because I think at least Tyloo had the respect of the players. Like Tyloo actually can coach, right? He's Frank Vogel, towards the end of his Pacers days, was arguably one of the worst coaches in the league. Like he didn't just magically become a great coach, you know. Like by the time he came to the Lakers, he was the only coach that was willing to take the deal that Jim and and that whole flux that happened with Jim and and Jeannie at the time. You know, like when they got rid of Mitch and all, all these other things with Magic. The Lakers need a better coach. They need a better coach. They need a better coach. If they're going to have any chance with this roster, it's not going to be with Frank Vogel. So I already, I already know what's going to happen this, this year, and it frustrates me because it's a waste of LeBron's time. It's a waste of AD's time. It's a waste of Carmelo having a renaissance year. It's just a terrible outcome coming. I can see it. it's like a slow train wreck. It's bad. Are you ready for they Christmas, just, Roz? They just showed an outside view of the arena of the crypt, and it just—I don't even know that building without the big Staples Center 
on the top. I don't even know what. I don't even know. They could be playing in a high school gym right now. I I don't know what that is. Right now. <gasps> you ready for Christmas, Roz? Just terrible. Is it gonna be a merry that, Christmas? My Lakers are just hanging Staples, up behind so, me right this now. This is the last game it. with Staples Center on the floor, right? Or the Lakers Might be. No, Christmas, right? Christmas. Christmas. Oh yeah, they do. When, play. Wait, did no. they move the Christmas game? No, they Not kept yet. it right. If oh, they're they're anything, they're gonna be, they're gonna be um, moving time slots, but to yeah. make sure the ABC games get played. Yeah, okay. Because right. Mickey Mouse gets what Mickey Mouse wants. Mm-hmm. Guys, you ready? You ready for so, my Mickey Mouse impression? Let's. <laughs> oh boy! I really can't wait for the NBA on Christmas this year. Thank you, Adam Silver. Gotta have Brooklyn and LA play at the crypt. Oh boy. <laughs> Gotta get that money. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark this down. Days. Mark this down, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment, episode nine, where our podcast jumped the shark. This is, <laughs> we did this it. is that moment right here. That is it. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> can't wait for all of my team to come back from COVID protocols. It's going to be wonderful. Lakers are terrible, man. Yeah, can't but wait. You'll never, you'll never see them play. You'll never can't see wait. them play. Everybody else will get to enjoy them. You'll never see it. I can't wait. Unless Kyrie pays off the mayor and he changes the mandate. You'll never see it. Well, yeah, and I don't understand how that works, right? Because when the playoffs come, when they really need him, he's just not going to play. Hey, <laughs> he's the not way I play see it, it's crazy. It's kind of, it's crazy. I, don't, I don't know if I said this last week. I probably think I did. home field advantage. I think Thanks I said that, it last week Mr. where Park, I think just having him around in practice because he gives a lot of practice in Brooklyn and playing away games, knowing that he can't play in home games, having him around, it's kind of just be like, ah, maybe I'll just get the shot. That's your best chance of getting him back for home games as opposed to sitting his ass home. I'm going to read this for you guys. He ain't going to do it, man. So, so, the Brooklyn Nets, they put out a statement, as you guys can see. The following statement has been released by General Manager Sean Marks. After discussions with our coaches, players, and staff, the organization has decided to have Kyrie Irving rejoin the team for games and practices in which he is eligible to participate. We arrived at this this decision with the full support of our players and after careful consideration of our current circumstances, including players missing games due to injuries and health and safety protocols. We believe that the addition of Kyrie will not only make us a better team, but allow us to be more optimally balanced in the physical (laughs) demand on the entire roster. We look forward to Kyrie's return to the lineup, as well as getting the entire roster back together on the floor. So here's how I see this, right? There's three things. There's... The first thing where Durant is playing like 38 minutes a night and you kind of can't keep doing that if you want him to be healthy throughout the season. So bringing Kyrie Irving back, especially for those away games, gives you more opportunities to sit Durant to give him more rest. 
and then build continuity with the other guys with Kyrie while he doesn't play at home. Number two is literally everybody and their grandmother is on health and safety protocols. And we have former Nick Great Langston Galloway on our fucking team. So, like, we're just signing all these guys and we're playing four four rookies on the court. Like, when we beat Toronto last week, uh, Duke Jr., David Duke Jr., uh, Sharp, Kessler Edwards, Cam Thomas. It's the first time Durant's ever played with four rookies at the same time on the court as him in his career. So, like, these are the lineups, and we still were winning games. We're 2-1 and one in the stretch where we have these rookies playing in Durant, right? Um, and three, it's we realize we won't be able to win anything without Kyrie Irving. And that's, like, the end-all, be-all, where we need to start, like, getting him back into the fold to then, hopefully, whether he decides he's going to get the shot or not, or if New York decides to change their vaccine mandate the way that Boston just did, where Boston now is, you need to be vaccinated, do anything, but there's an exemption for athletes. I think that's kind of what more they're banking on now that somebody has actually come out and changed what they're doing to create an athlete exemption. There's a lot of factors into it, but like it's all a net positive for net, the Nets organization to get your guy that you're paying a ton of money to back to play basketball while also giving the best player in the world rest. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead. I, I, I try to be quick about this as possible. I think, I think the nets are taking what they consider to be a calculated risk. I personally don't understand it because I think any positive that you gain from playing Kyrie Irving this season and the manner in which they're going to play him, not only puts the team in the future in a place that they don't want to be, but let's say, for instance, from a pure basketball standpoint, they're playing these guys. He's, 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 he's Kyrie Irving. This is great. This is happening. I'm a firm believer in chemistry of a team. I'm a firm believer in rotations in basketball. You set up a rotation, and let's say that the Nets are just humming and they're doing everything great. If nothing changes on the end to where you're playing all these games to get home field advantage, and you get home field advantage, and he's not playing, and New York doesn't budge, right? And New York stays stat quo. Now you're removing him, the chemistry that they built, the amount of minutes spread out that they built, and those rookies that could have played more time, that could have gotten more experience playing with themselves and not Kyrie Irving. Now are saying to themselves, well, dang, we've been practicing and running these things all throughout the year without Kyrie. Now you're expecting them to come in and fill the void that Kyrie had leading up to there. I think the downside of this is now the Nets looking like fools because then it becomes, okay, you just wanted him to play because you don't want to pay someone to sit at their house. And I get that, right? But as far as from a pure basketball standpoint, you want him to play in as many games as possible away and specifically home, you're fighting, you're playing, you're playing Kevin Durant 40 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game, like Dylan is saying right now, because they need to have home court advantage in the playoffs, right? If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't play him that much. You would manage him. You would do the load balancing. And now you get it. And now you're like, we're not even going to have the player that got us here with them. And we're going to go back to the guys that were playing in the first 25 games. That's pointless to me. 
at the I end of the day, I think it's all—they're all assumptions. We don't know what is actually going to happen. Down of course, of course, because Kyrie is a weirdo and yeah. is going to do whatever's best for him. Good for him. But like again, I I think this is a situation where it's let's just have him around. The more he's around, and the more he knows that he cannot play at home, but he's still playing away games and practicing. Maybe he's going to be like. All right, fine. I'll do it. Yeah, and I and I and I agree. I think it's a risk, like I mentioned. It's I, worth you know, it. It's, it's worth definitely a shot. it's a calculated risk to them. I just feel like, like you mentioned, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But just by going by what's happening right now and what we know, we know Kyrie Irving has a very strong conviction on how he feels about that. And as far as I know, that's not going to change. We know New York State, New York City specifically, has a hardline stance on that. That as far as we know, it's not going to change. And if everything stays the same, for me, I think it's pointless. I think it just boils down at that point to we don't want a guy to get paid and he's not he's sitting at home. And I think if you went this route with him, I think it's I think you should just keep it. And because, you know, like. You allow the players to grow better and more without him being there because they get a chance to put themselves and thrust themselves in these positions. But I mean, if he's not going to play, he's not going to play. Yeah. But then you also, we have our window, right? You can't let your window close on a, on a what if, and as, as good as these rookies can be or whatever their ceiling is going to be at the end of the day, we're not going to win on the backs of them. You'd be winning on the backs of James, Kevin and Kyrie. And you have to go through and fulfill this window, or else you're going to be a what if. And we've already missed this these twenty something games. Kyrie would have missed twenty games anyway, doing whatever he's doing. That's how I see it. That's how I spin things positively. Because the only team I'm optimistic about is the Nets, and everybody else I'm pessimistic about. That's my positive spin on it. But like, if we want to compete, that's it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's their risk. It's, it's, it's their risk. It is a risk. So I mean, worth like, it. hopefully it works out for them. If it doesn't work out, then it's like, all right, bet. At least I'm not sitting here like, like, oh, my God. I, I listened to fucking Bill Simmons yesterday when he talked about Kyrie Irving coming back. And he was like, this is them trying to play Kyrie so they could trade him. Fuck you, Bill Simmons. That's not <laughs> happening. The Nets have zero interest in trading this motherfucker. Why do you hate him? Yeah, I know why you hate him, but why do you Boston, insist on hating him. him? Everybody insists on hating Kyrie Irving. Steve saying Kyrie Irving playing is the worst thing the Nets can do. It's the best thing for basketball, having Kyrie oh, Irving play oh, basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anything. Stop being a fucking hater. You didn't do any of this for Aaron Rodgers. Any of this for Aaron Rodgers. What Aaron Rodgers did is worse. <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard anything about Antonio Brown. That's correct, too. What's Stephen A's take on Antonio Brown? Breaking federal laws. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. But, man, Kyrie Irving can't play basketball. Shameful. 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 Like, suck me, bro. Shameful, he said. He clearly has a problem with Kyrie. I don't know what it is. I... (laughs) <laughs> but he clearly has a problem with Kyrie. Leave him alone, bro. Just let Kyrie hoop. Just let him hoop. That's all he wants to do. Fuck everybody who hates Kyrie Irving, by the yeah, way. No issue with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> uh, I have a slide for you guys. Bigger oh. impact upon return. Kyrie or Clay? Push. Um, Push. 
I will sound biased on this because I think the Warriors are still the hottest team in basketball. And again, obviously getting a three-point shooter of the, the, the thing that Clay Thompson is and a great defender is great. But you have a team like the Nets who have been lacking what Kyrie Irving brings, where the Warriors have been perfectly fine without it. So I think bigger impact would be Kyrie Irving, but it only helps the Warriors in the long run. I think immediately, for at least. Long run, playoff implications, big games, oh, you got your guy back. With the Nets, it's, oh, we've been struggling getting to the rim. Kyrie changes that. Kyrie gets to bring in his 24, and then James gets to take a step back scoring-wise and continue to facilitate. I think it just brings everything back full circle more, like, like faster than it would with clay. But uh, that's not me shitting on clay. Cause clay is going to ultimately be the bigger impact on the long term because the warriors are going to be in the NBA finals. I, I like the, um, who's going to go. Somebody was going to go. Yeah, go. I'm going to say push because I think having the splash brothers back is absolutely the best thing that could ever happen to the NBA. Even better than Kyrie Irving coming back in a halfway status. You got the premier marquee team, premier guy. He's as far as I know, I don't know his vaccination status, but if you actually have a vaccinated Clay Thompson that can play all California the games, has an exemption for athletes. Yeah, so I don't know. But if he is a guy who can play all of the games across the entire nation with Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers are back. Oh man. Financially for the league and also for the talent on that Warrior team. For me, like, Clay's awesome, but Kyrie is must-see basketball. It hasn't been a player. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, like, it just hasn't been a player that I've seen to come across in a very long time who's as electric as that man is. Like, pure basketball talent. I think he's a savant. I think what he does is absolutely crazy. And I just want to see him play again. And that's me selfishly as a basketball player, knowing what – was happening right now like i just want to see kyrie irving play <laughs> you know like you know like and and it just sucks that this whole situation is robbing all of us of seeing such a talent play so i'm going to give it a push because i think both of these guys are like some of the best talents i've ever seen on the basketball court mike i already said i think it's as in, even though there's talent on that Warriors team, Steph, who's the best player in the world, is playing out of his mind. They're kind of playing over their head right now, just a little bit. Mm. You add play to that team, and you're able to move uh, Peyton and uh, Pool and Pool to the mm. second unit. The Warriors are going to be. Uh, I would not want to see that team. And and because they built this little cushion, they'll have home court. The, what Clay adds to them makes them not just a legitimate team to get out of the West. They are now a legitimate team to win the chip. Like Brooklyn, no Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Golden State. If Clay is 80% of what he was, Golden State's a problem. It sounds like I you. Mean, you're, I mean, that's the 
hundred percent of what he was, and James Harden has to come has to remember how to play again for Brooklyn to be what we for Brooklyn to be title contenders. Because like I said last week, this Brooklyn team right now is not getting out of the East. So Kyrie has to be Kyrie for them to get out of the East, in my opinion, with James Harden coming along, which I, I think he will. I, I think he's just kind of going through the motions. But if we're talking right now today, I don't think Brooklyn gets out of the East. Go to State get out of the East, and 80% Clay gets them to the chip. So I it think sounds Clay like your answer is Clay, and then active. you gave long term, but we're talking about immediately upon oh. return. Well, well, I mean, immediately, I, I would think that Kyrie is going to be, I'm assuming he's in basketball shape, so I'm assuming he's going to hit the ground running. Clay hasn't played in two years. Yeah. Because so, I, mean, I, mean, I think everybody here is going to have the same same answer then, where it's like immediately it's going to be Kyrie, but long term it's Clay. I don't know. I'd say a push because now come like I still think it's a push because you're having something that I mean like I haven't seen, which is also very scary, is a legitimately athletic, crazy good center. You have Wiseman, Green, Wiggins, Clay, and Steph as a starting five. Can't find a better starting five than that. Potential, skill, passing, scoring, defense, switching. Can't find a can't find a better five than that. The only Wiseman thing I'll say, the ball weak, up himself. Your weak part in that lineup is Wiseman. Yes. And Wiseman's IQ is still questionable to me from what I saw last year. But again, we haven't seen him since. And I would like to think after playing with some of the best talent in the world that has changed. But consistently too. All I know is what I saw, and if Wiseman plays like the like he did, IQ wise, he'll be a quick swap out, real quick swap out for the guys that have been playing. He's you know? a young dude, man. He's a young. He's dude, got a lot of talent, but his IQ so isn't, isn't all the way there. He he's so talented. He's so young. He's so athletically gifted. I and just then, think that you you have. Him playing with those four guys, with Draymond breathing down his back to pick it up, I think, I yeah. think you don't need that much for Wiseman with that. Yeah, five, you man. don't. But like, you I'm don't also need that much. I think also think the perfect center for the Warriors is Javale McGee because he's just a rim runner who'll block shots and grab boards. Where Wiseman sometimes wants to do too much. Wants to create. He wants to create like when that. Yeah. that's not what you need to be doing. You literally just need to be that freak athlete that he is. Just be a better JaVale McGee who, when gets his opportunities, goes. As opposed to trying to create your own opportunities. Yeah. When you have Draymond who facilitates, Steph who can facilitate, Clay, all these guys who just move and create shots. You don't need to be the shot creator when you have five other guys who can do it. But you just have those five guys running the floor in the fast break, and that's te- that's that's absolutely it's horrifying. Fuel. That's and nightmare he, fuel. And if he's just like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> just gonna go watch fucking Tyson Chandler tape," run and the just pick be and roll, Tyson Chandler. <laughs> like, Bam, they're the scariest team. But we'll have to see how he changed, we'll how he we'll developed. See. Not even changes how he developed. Jeez, I totally forgot about that until I just said that too. All I know is it's about to be scary season in Golden State. Oh, oh my goodness I gracious, know. man. Scary season <laughs> is coming. 
It's luck. Yeah. It's, just remind, it's like remind me when Peyton Fun Manning fact, got Steph, injured. Uh, Kevin Durant is currently leading all the, everybody who's like doing polls for MVPs. And he right should. And, and he should be. And he should be. Very much so deserved. Because not even just be, you could have your you you say Steph is, but Durant is also like playing defense this year. Stephen Curry. We don't care Caesar. about Caesar's sports book. Caesar's sports book. I'll go ahead and uh, stick with my athletic survey that I sent out that all of y'all ignored about <laughs> Kevin Durant being unanimously voted right now as the MVP. Shout but, out to Joker, too, Joker. by the way. Shout out to yeah, Joker. Well, Yo, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Shout out to Joker, man. Joker's just having Joker. a wild season. Joker. Wait, wait. What did you tell me, Mike? Best big man in basketball. I can take Best that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm I'm confused on what you what your um discussing with me, man. We what are we what are we discussing? I, I thought he I said he was MVP last year. Uh-huh. I don't but like his MVP last year. I told I didn't think he should have won it, but I told I you know. three years was, ago but there was nobody else that he was going to be the best <laughs> man in basketball. And you didn't want to go with that. Here we are, an MVP later. Uh, Yeah, but his MVP is such a participation award. Nah. Last year, he literally won MVP because everybody got hurt. No. It's not too far-fetched. He He had the numbers for it. But he was. Exactly. If if MB didn't get hurt, if Giannis didn't get hurt, if LeBron didn't get hurt, if. Giannis was up there before he got hurt. There was like five, and then James Harden was up there at one point, and then he got hurt. So there was four to five other guys who were going to be MVP before it got to Jokic. Mike was screaming Chris Paul to the last Chris day. Chris Paul, and that, who? Chris Paul was within the, the top ten. He wasn't even top five. Which that's is another wild. impact guy for you, Roz. That's another impact guy. But yeah, no, like, that's why I say I don't put a lot of value on Jokic's MVP too. because of he only got it because everyone else didn't play a complete season. And I still think Chris Paul should have won the MVP. I don't know, man. I still I feel put like, a ton of respect uh, on him no, for being a great I, player. But that MVP I, is like kind of – it's literally the participation award MVP. Listen, I mean, it should it should have been – if we're talking about – if, if we're talking about shoulda, coulda, wouldas, if we're talking about shoulda, coulda, wouldas, it should have definitely been Embiid, but he got injured. He got injured, and because he got injured, Chris Paul. He wasn't within that ranking, bro. He wasn't within it. He was not. And then you had Steph too. Steph, when he turned on the burners at the end of the season, he made himself an argument. Yeah, Yeah. but But Joker, man, but Jokic deserved it over Steph, one hundred percent. Joker deserved that, and Joker is not like far fetched. I mean, it's just a tough one. It's not far far fetched. I would have gave it to Chris Paul. (laughs) When's the last time we've seen a center basically average almost a triple double? That's crazy. That's what I mean. Like, Joker. That's absolutely insane. I can't remember. Like, on pace to break some fucking crazy PER record. Yeah, yeah. It's some craziness. It's like, ridiculous. I just saw him have a game, and I was and like, the he's a center. We're ignoring it because Kevin Durant <laughs> and Stephen Curry are having two of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. 
and I pay attention to it because Joker was my number one pick in my fantasy league on my team. So I know the things that he's doing. He's balling out of control. He's second in fantasy points right behind Giannis. Like, and it's not by a lot. It's by like a handful, like probably five points total in fantasy points. So like, Man, last season, man, it was a no-brainer. He he definitely deserved that. I cannot. I'm not giving you that. It was that a no-brainer because of the field. Ball. I can't. Uh, it was a no-brainer <laughs> yeah. because of the field. Yeah, I mean, it should have been Embiid, yeah. but he got injured. Yeah, sure. But here's the thing, right? With Joker, is like I love watching Joker play because his build, it just like it's like I watch him play and. It's, it's like, like a big ass sloth. It's the yeah, it's like the sneakiest, weirdest triple doubles. And I'm like, he's skilled, but it doesn't need he's skill. gotten more aggressive over the years, yeah, too. Since he last has. year, he's gotten a, more he aggressive. Has. He's skilled as hell, man. Like it's it's beautiful watching him pass and play and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It reminds me of when like Mike knows, like I would I couldn't stand watching Tim Duncan play because it was like Watching him play was so frustrating because I'm like, he's playing the most sound fundamental basketball. He's banking shots. Everything's a bank. And it's like, that's why the bank is there. And he would make it. And it's like watching Joker just like, like, yeah, I see him do like this, like hook or this like layup. And I'm like, ah, I wish he would dunk it. But I'm like, yeah, he's laying it up. Like, ah, man, I can't hate on that. Like, you know, like, like, (sighs) ah. I like I love his game, man. Um, just like I eventually came to appreciate Tim's game, and I just feel like um, there's no reason why that Denver team should be in any chance of getting in the playoffs, and it's oh. because of him. That mm-hmm. Denver team should not, talent-wise. I don't care how much Aaron Gordon is on that team; he's not the same Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. you saw in Orlando. Oh, you mean Diet Blake Griffin? Diet Blake Griffin. He does. That team does no reason to even remotely be in the without Jamal Murray to be in any type of playoff talking and it's because of Jokic. And if he wins it again, it would make sense, man. Triple double at the five. At the five. That's bro. nasty. That's crazy. That is nasty. That's nasty. At the five? What is that? Speaking of fives, I want to shout out Jared Allen, who is currently putting himself a nice little uh, all-star season in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're currently third in the Eastern Conference. Jared mm-hmm. Allen's averaging like six, uh, like almost 17, 12, and like 1.6 blocks a game. Yeah, I think the Nets would – I think uh, when that trade happened, I thought the Nets missed him. I feel like he was coming into his own. He was a if monster. If there was a way for us to have done that trade and keep Jared Allen, uh, I would have – Because no Jared Allen was coming off of games – where he made Embiid look like a fucking child. Yeah, he and was then, going crazy. And then he played Rudy Gobert and just just rocked him. Everything. Rudy Gobert couldn't do anything. And Jared Allen was like finally coming in. I was like, man, when if this Harden trade goes through, I'm going to miss this motherfucker so hard. And I root for this motherfucker harder than anybody. Jared Allen and Karis LeVert are the two guys. LeVert, Allen, Dinwiddie are the three guys that I will root for no matter where they go. Yeah, I feel the same way about B.I., man. When they traded B.I., I was like, oh, God. Because he was, like, averaging, like, 19, 20 before he left. 
And I was like, he's the guy that's going to be the person that I wish stayed, right? Lonzo was like, yeah, he could get it. And I'm happy for Lonzo that he's playing much better. But B.I. was the one that I was, like, literally losing my mind. and like, just give Kuzma, just give Kuzma, just give Kuzma. And he he went, and B.I. is just a smooth 20, 22, 23, 23 points a game. Like, just smooth. Like, the smoothest 22 points, if you watch him play, it's just, like, his shot is... It's, it's just smooth. It's butter, man. The Lakers. I had to deal with a bunch of motherfuckers who didn't watch Nets basketball tell me that Mitchell Robinson was better than Jared Allen for Never. like four years. Never. No and universe. then I was like, where are you getting this? You're not watching Nets games. That's why you're saying this. No universe. That's no universe. That's true. None. No universe is that true. It never was true. Never. The fro Never. was always real. Speaking of you the You know Knicks, it, James. Good win, man. Good win on the Knicks. Good win. You guys won one game in a week. You know that? Uh, We could talk about Steph if you guys want to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Steph. Oh, well, that kind of leads into the Knicks, too. Because we Steph. had yeah. we had Spike Lee taking pictures of Steph Curry like it was his daughter on prom night. <laughs> in the middle of the moment, floor man. of the garden. It was a the great record. The there was some Nick fan that I saw on Twitter. I was like, Spike Lee, you make me fucking sick. Nick fans were cheering for Steph Curry. His record. They cared more about the record than the game. What is this come to? What is this come to? Tim's fired. Dolan sell the team. I was like, yeah, be mad. Be mad. But. <laughs> My favorite part about Steph Curry breaking the record is realizing that he's probably going to retire with like 4,500 three-pointers made. Oh, that's crazy. Because he's going to play until he's like 45 and he's just going to keep shooting threes when he's no longer carrying the ball and he turns into Ray Allen at the end of his career where he's just bouncing from team to team eventually and just shooting threes in big games. Mm. Yeah, that's... He's going to have ridiculous – and that's going to be the record that nobody is going to be able to break. Because the second Steph got in, he was like, I'm just going to shoot mad threes. Yeah. When Steph and, got in the league, the record for most threes in the season, I believe, was like 213 or something that Ray Allen had. Steph is on pace to hit 400 threes this year. Yes. yes. By himself. And remember, we also missed like a year and a half of Steph because of his ankles were built out of glass for a while. It's crazy. Remember when Eric Gordon crossed his ass up? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just goes down. (laughs) Broke his wrist. He missed some time Mm because he broke his wrist. That three-point record, I cannot see anybody breaking that because he's just – That that person's not born yet. That yeah, person's gonna be coming out of the womb shooting fucking forty footers. Yep. Crazy jump shot. But no, that has the pedigree, everything. It's the hundred points thought, of the game that didn't Trey happen. Was the, the three the hundred points of the game that the, didn't happen is that record that will never be broken, then then this record. <laughs> Maybe Trey has a chance to get into the top five, but Trey's not that kind of well, the thing is, James Harden also is about to pass Reggie Miller this year. Same thing. And yeah. he probably in the next two years will pass Ray Allen or get to Ray Allen. And that's which is wild stop. to see. He'll never, no, he'll never catch Steph. 
he would have to play like five years after Steph's done, where he does nothing but shoot threes. Will Possibly. never happen. Can I ask you guys a question? Go. Is is cardiac Kimba back? Is he back? Oh, is, back. He Tib- is he in Tibbs' good graces, or is he just holding the seat warm for D Rose? I think the Stop. seat's warm until the Knicks get there. He played a great game. Back, he played a great game. Twenty nine like and twenty one. He like built I his, his trades months back. ago. I, I mean, I don't think I think Kimba might have been playing hurt, and it was what fifteen games into the season, like. Man, everyone loves a comeback story, man. Everybody loves a comeback story. He was only gone for, what, two games <laughs> no, out of the been, lineup? He's been out of the lineup. He hasn't been play- He's got a lot of DMVs. He hasn't been playing for weeks. He's only been yeah. back for two games. But he hasn't been playing for a minute. The question is, does Tibbs leave him there in the rotation, or does he get so. taken back when... The first time he blows a defensive assignment, he's going right back to the bench. Well, D-Rose isn't back yet. He's there because D-Rose isn't there. D-Rose so, and quickly. D-Rose and quickly. And quickly. So, you tell and me if, when so D-Rose comes there. back, is Kimba still in the same position? Well, listen, does he, he take over the one? Game, Tibbs ain't going to have no choice. No, because he's, he Alex, keeps scoring 30 a game, and he's going to be shipped out pretty damn fast. Somebody's <laughs> going to be calling Colin. And Tim's going to be like, yeah, I hate this motherfucker. Take him. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> guess what? When my guys are back, end of the bench, street clothes. Maybe you can give Kimber over to Portland. I don't know. Give him to Portland. Dangle him in give front him of Give him the Lakers. Portland. You guys get Russ. Oh, yes. Please, Lord. Please. <laughs> I take Kimber Walker over Russ. Give me from underneath that contract. Give me some. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Music to my ears. Music to my ears. Throwing some throwing some Bitcoin while we're at it too. Why not to keep the theme going? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Pay him in Bitcoin. Hey Kimber, we'll pay you in Bitcoin. Don't worry about it. The rest of your salary. But all seriousness though, like you have Alex Burke. You have Alex Burke starting at the one. I think at first he was, and then Rose was at the two, if I believe. And then they shifted, I think, Kimber over to the one and Alec Burke to the two right now, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? When Derek Rose and Quickly get healthy or they get cleared, does Kimba stay there as is, even though he's dropping 29, 21 points a game right now? Um, he's trying his darndest right now. I wonder what Tibbs is going to say um, when all this stuff clears up. You keep yeah. him there. I don't know. I don't know. He, I think he's already he's already committed to the whole don't play the motherfucker thing, and then is only playing him because we have you guys have to. There's not really much else to go on, but you don't want to cause a controversy in MSG where people are chanting "We want Kimba," and you just. I mean, it doesn't take a lot a lot for a controversy in MSG. You know. Every, uh, whenever whenever a guy out. plays a great game, he's the king of New York. So, free Kemba. You want to see no free Kemba signs in the in the in the, in the stands, man. If he keeps dropping 28, 21, 22 points a game, you guys do realize you guys are not talking to Anthony. You're talking to James and Mike, right? 
you do realize that y'all are the hive mind in whatever Anthony says y'all say. No, no. <laughs> yeah. We've established this already that that's not correct. Don't matter. <laughs> my my mind sees it one way, and that's the way it's gonna stay. <laughs> y'all are a collective. Y'all root for the same team, so y'all think the same, act the same, all that goodness. So, is it Anthony who hates Julius Randle now? Is that, is that is that what's happening? It's James. I feel like he just turned. Oh, James turned on Julius Randle. Somebody turned on. Him. I didn't turn. No turn. He's he did. James yeah, did yeah. try to tell me that Julius Randle could use his right hand, though, and I'll never forget. I've been telling you guys he he uses his right hand. I called him <laughs> Captain Hook. I'll never, I'll never forget <laughs> that one. You're like he can use his right hand. I'm like, no, he can't. He can. He no, can. he can't. <laughs> <laughs> he re- and then he all does, I he did the Knicks death game was point out every time he went right what happened. <laughs> Just I don't know what that's about, man. All right, I've seen him lay up with his right, <laughs> wide open by himself <laughs> in a <laughs> in a park in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Not an NBA game. Oh. <laughs> Run it, Mike. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, this is our holiday episode, so before we, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna slow it down. Have some fun with these last two segments. Dylan, hold on. We're going to first go into our favorite holiday movies. James, you need to I'll, clip out I'll this go segment. First. I'll go first because. I think um, me and Dylan and Mike might have touched on this briefly on the first pilot episode of of this podcast where I said that I asked the question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or an action movie? Both. And it is both. It is both. But my both favorite man. is definitely Die Hard. That's my favorite holiday movie. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've, I finally saw Die Hard for the first time a couple years ago. It was like some random night in December. I went to my mom's house and my stepdad was playing on the TV and me and Janice are there and we're just sitting there. We're just watching the movie. We're like, oh my God, wow, cool. And then we get to the car after where we're about to leave. We just look at each other like, that was really fucking good, right? Like, that was a really fucking good movie. It's like, oh, is. <laughs> that shit's great. And I was like, this is the best Christmas movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like when I go on Christmas Eve, I go to my mom's house to to help her cook for Christmas Day, I'm just going to put a fucking Die Hard on, and we're just going to cook. <laughs> it's going to be great. You be Kanye, motherfucker. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> my man. Love that movie. All right, who's but next? That's my pick. Whoever. I got to go with the all-time classic, man. You shoot your eye out, man. You know what I'm saying? My man. Ralphie and the boys with the Christmas story. Getting his mouth washed out with soap. <laughs> it's just so many one-liners, man. Like in that movie, you gotta go with the Christmas story, man. It's it's out there. It's it's gonna be there perpetually. I feel like as long as the earth turns, we'll hear Mariah Carey singing "All I Want for Christmas," and we'll see the Christmas story being played. So is Love that it. movie? So I've never seen a Christmas story. Oh man, and you I've have kind to of watch refused the to story. watch it. Oh man, because of it being on 
all day yes. Christmas Day for literally my entire you life. Guess. You so, can't miss it. That's what that, that means. is it actually good? It's actually really good, especially since you haven't seen it. So what I do is I get it in, I watch it, I get out. You can't get caught up in the – you got to get in. <laughs> you can't get caught in the marathon. You can't get caught up because it. if you get caught up in the marathon, you may end up coming in and it's like halfway in the movie. Yeah, and you, you got to wait. Easily, yeah, you can easily okay, get caught in the I'll middle of it, get caught at the end. For yep. Christmas movie because yep. – I haven't even watched Elf yet this year, and that is oh, you gotta watch Elf. That, too, I I watch Elf every year. Like I have a handful. Elf Christmas time is literally my favorite time of the year. Elf is, Elf I is don't watch movies too. throughout the year. The only time I watch movies is at Christmas time, and all I watch is Christmas movies. And <laughs> I fuck with Christmas because Christmas has always been a big deal in my life. So it's like uh, Elf is one of my favorites all time. Jingle all the way. Love fucking just watch Jingle all the way the first time with my son and he's like I want fucking Turbo Man. Turbo. And I'm man. like, well, they sell him at Walmart. Go get him. Home Alone. Home Alone was also. Home Alone is the, so the sick. Still. Too. Still. Uh, another underrated one, Christmas with the Cranks. I love Christmas, Christmas with the, the Cranks. Cranks. <laughs> that movie is way better than it needs to be for no reason. That's my show. I love that shit. Like I love Christmas yeah, movies. Man. Yeah, you pull, you pull out some bangers. You still talking about some bangers just now. I'm like, oh, I will be like, National oh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is also a, fucking fire. That is a good movie. Light I bulbs. will. Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. That's a technical foul. <laughs> I don't think that's a Christmas movie. Oh, it is a holiday movie. He put holiday. It's a holiday that's, a, movie. that's a Jew movie. You can't Jews don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, that movie is so it's fantastic. Fun. It's fantastic, but it's a Hanukkah movie. That's fine. I I I, don't, yeah, I, I realize it was too. not Christmas movie. Tis the season, movie. Dylan. Tis the season. Tis the season. Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good holiday movie. That's a fantastic movie. Yes. God, yeah. I, I love this time of the year, man. I love Me just too, going man. out and seeing all the lights and shit. I went to the mall last week on, on Saturday <laughs> for no reason other because my niece needed to buy fucking $8 worth of hand sanitizer and bath and body work. But I was having a great time just looking at shit in the mall. <laughs> She's like, Dill, I need to, Uncle Dill, I need to go buy Christmas presents. I'm like, how much money do you got? She's like, I like $12. I'm like, all right, where do you want to go? Bath and body works. She's like, oh, it's buy three, get three. I was like, yeah, if you spend like $20, that's more than you got. And she goes, well, these hand sanitizers are a dollar. I'm like, buy like 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're getting a Christmas Splurge, baby Ava, girl. Splurge. It's, uh, hand sanitizer. Splurge, yeah, baby girl. Splurge. Yeah, COVID's man. out here in these streets. Yes, it is. And this is the time of the season right now where it's like double-edged sword with the COVID. But also, I love this time of year with everything that you just mentioned, Dylan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So yeah, let's. Man. Okay, dude. My oh yeah, yeah, my back. I was gonna say, speaking of that, one another great thing to do during the holidays is to get together, and three of us here were able to get together on Saturday. Oh, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Y'all are some scumbags. You were, you were in mind. You were in my Y'all are mine. some fucking scumbags. How could you? All of you. All tree y'all. 
Oh, Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm See, talking to you. And this is this is this is real emotions. This is Dylan's first time hearing about this. Look at his arms folded. Look at his arms. Listen, you were in mine because uh, it was it was actually a get together for our cousin Sean, and um, we had a, had a little get together at the house, and we all ended up going bowling. And I text Mike Monday morning, and I said, "You know what, man? It would have been good if we were able to invite Dylan and Anthony, but I know it was Sean staying." And he was like, "I thought the same thing," but we couldn't we couldn't shit on our cousin's parade it was his get together we couldn't just say yo invite anthony and then it turns yeah. out to yo, be our man over there. Get my man over there yeah we <laughs> could we gotta make it happen though dylan we do we gotta make well, it happen though we're gonna talk we, off make it I, we have something i have something in mind for that we'll talk off there hey but, now. but speaking of bowling dylan's dylan, not trying to get He's not having it. He's not having it. Shout out to to Rods. It was a great bowling night. Oh yeah, it was fucking oh, great. It was a lot of controversy. <laughs> it was a lot of controversy. A lot of controversy. A lot of controversy at this. A lot of controversy. Let's just start off with the fact that the very first frame of the game, the first frame, we caught our cousin Sean trying to cheat first. Frame trying to cheat out the mm. gate, just just set the tone. But mm-hmm. we, I will set the stage. Everybody's just kind of throwing. Everybody's just ha ha, kiki and laughing. It's all great. Then we get to about the seven of a frame, and all of a sudden, a bowling match breaks out. <laughs> James gets a strike. I get a spare. Rise gets a strike. I get a strike. We're all of a sudden, every my man Alex, who was winning the whole game, we're all just bowling at this point out of nowhere, professional at a high rate, <laughs> at a high rate, <laughs> a high level. These last three frames should have been on ESPN the way we was throwing. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, we get to you are I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, Mike. Did I say that? I actually, I actually I referenced that, Dylan. I said, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> and walk past Mike and <laughs> We get to the last frame. I still don't know how, but our, my, our cousin Sean, somehow, I think what happened is he faulted on his throw on the 10th yeah. frame didn't realize it. None of us realized it. Then he threw again for me. No. And got me an eight. And then James went. I'm I don't remember how James quite got to his score. His I don't remember what your number was. I missed out on I missed out on a spare by two pins, but we yeah. ended up tying with so Mike's me and James throw. me and James are now tied and here comes Roz down by about 15 pins on the last frame. And wouldn't you know he picked up a spare and he got an extra throw. And had an extra throw, and all he needed was four pins to win. And Roz picked up a three. Leaving us with a three-way 
tie without me throwing on the last frame. That's the most jet thing of all time. It was the most <laughs> That's jet, the thing, most of jet thing of all time. It was because yeah. Axum, when he got the spare, I said, Oh, this is over. Rise is gonna win this. He don't need much to win now. Nope. Nope. That last pin was glued to the to the lane. That last pin <laughs> did not want to move. It did not move. glued to the lane. And, and 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 also Dylan, when Roz was bowling his last his last bowl, they had turned all the lights on, turned off the music, turned off the screen, turned the lights off in the lane. This was the was last the, game. No run back. No run back. Five minute warning. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the Wayne Hunter on the goal line against the Steelers, and he. Hikes the ball and lets everybody know that we're passing, and then we miss out on tying the game. AFC Championship. That's that's exactly that's exactly what this was. Give you a Wayne Hunter reference right now. So it's okay, Dylan. This needs to be ran back because we still don't have a podcast champion in bowling. Of course you're not, because there's still two people who are there. Fuck Anthony. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Y'all having a good old time, and I was out buying fucking hand sanitizer. <laughs> you, told me, you just said you were having a good old time. Now you're yeah, having a good I'm old time. Yeah, but I'm trying to do something else. <laughs> you just I told us you were having a good old time sanitizer. with the hand sanitizer. My, my what about has, your niece? My niece had, has nothing but $2 bills. Nothing. She, this bitch carries around forty dollars in two dollar bills. Imagine going to Bath and Body Works buying twenty dollars worth of fucking hand sanitizer with two dollar bills. These bitches were looking at us like I had three heads, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This weirdo carries nothing but two dollar bills, and they're just like, we didn't think it was real. And I'm like, blame her. I I don't know why she doesn't. They're like, where do you get these? You're supposed to keep these. I was like, not forty dollars worth of them. Keep them. And you oh, they're like, you know? I was like, her dad went to the bank to request all these money in two dollar bills. Oh my god! I work on a goddamn bank. Nobody Ooh. wants two dollar bills. <laughs> but yet, y'all were out having a good ass time, and I'm over here explaining why this bitch can't spend two buy twenty dollars worth of hand sanitizer two dollar bills. But y'all were having a great time. Appreciate it. And there would be a whoever won would have had an asterisk next to it. Asterisk. Because I wasn't there to compete. I still don't think I lost because I never got to throw. Well, technically, none of y'all lost. Y'all are 0 0 1. All three, y'all. All three, y'all are 0 0 1. Yep. It's true. We gotta Fuck make it happen, y'all. though. We gotta make it happen. I'm, so, I'm irrationally mad. <laughs> we have to make it happen. We have I'm over to here. I work in the fucking ghetto. I deal with crackheads. Oh and, and then y'all god. are over here bowling. Oh my god. Bowling. No, Dylan, you cannot do this and then lose to Anthony in bowling. Well, well, no. I'm not sitting here saying I'm gonna win anything. I want to compete. But Anthony, I better not lose to anything against Anthony. That's <laughs> anything. <laughs> If I lose to anything oh, against man. Anthony, my credibility is gone. I can't. That, I that would be the end of my personal brand. If I lose <laughs> to that motherfucker. If I lose to Anthony in anything. I've spent the majority of my relationship with Anthony beating his ass in things. 
if I can't do it on bowling, he looks like a motherfucker who can't even fucking walk on there with the shoes. He looks like he's gonna slip. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get out there. He's like, how do we even do this? My fingers are too big, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> So I will point out as we are going to switch topics that we are here now at episode nine, and because he's not here, we will go on to another week where Anthony has yet to get a trivia question right. We're going to keep it going, and guess what? He wasn't going to get none of these right either. Play the music. I, I don't think tonight was the night, but play the music. Tonight was definitely not the night because we got. NBA Christmas trivia. So hell yeah. Bam. There he is. Look at that guy right there. There he is. Alright, Roz, you're first. Before LeBron passed him, who was the all-time leading scorer on Christmas Day? Whatever you're ready. Whatever you're ready. I'm going to go with Kobe. I'm just going to go with Kobe. You are correct. Kobe Bean Bryant. Took you long enough. Anthony wouldn't have gotten that. Took you long enough. It was a layup. I was like, my man Bean. Clearly why he asked Roz that. My man. Bean. Actually, no. I would have asked whoever was first there. Bean. My you man. Said Roz. My what NBA team, Michael? What NBA team has played the most games on Christmas Day? Uh, I feel like this is so dangerous, but I'm going to regrettably say the Knicks. Correct! Yeah! All right. Two, I knew two. that, though. I knew that, though. Talk right, about James. layups. I knew that. I'm sorry. The easier, the This one's where it starts to take a little turn for some difficulty. I apologize. Bring what it. player holds the NBA record for block shots on Christmas Day? In a game or all time? In a game. <laughs> James is not happy. Yeah. In a game. In a game. I don't need the amount. I just need to know the player. I'll give you a little bit of more time. Any time. Whenever you're ready, give me a countdown to put some pressure on my thought process. I got... Alright, I'll give you a countdown in five seconds. It'll be a ten-second countdown. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I need an answer. Uh, Matumbo. Roz. I'll take a guess. I'm going to say Dwight. Mike. Tyson Chandler. 
current Laker great, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre was my awesome. With eight blocks. Wow. In a game. Wow. Okay. Right. Oh Raz, what NBA player holds the record for most steals on Christmas Day? Mm. Anthony wouldn't get any of these right. Because <laughs> they're only getting harder. <laughs> Man, this is hard. Um... I'm about to give you a five second countdown. In the Chris Paul? You. Michael. Uh, I feel like it's a random. I'm going to. This is in one game, right? Not all time. In one game. Um, I'm going to say Dwayne Wade. James. What was Rod's answer? Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Mm, okay. Anthony, you wouldn't have known this one either. He's probably no, I know it. I know it. You just didn't ask me. Fuck you. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Jason Kidd. <clears throat> Current net great and famously unvaccinated man, Kyrie Irving, with seven. Wow. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have guessed Kyrie. Um, wow. wow. That's a good right. one. I wouldn't have guessed yeah. Kyrie. Wow. Michael! What NBA team currently has the lowest win percentage on Christmas Day? The Knicks. No, they don't have a good winning percentage, but it's not them. Roz. Clippers? No. The Raptors. They are 0 2 on Christmas Day and have never won. Wow. Who do you have in front of you? Who's second? Uh. It was I for, um who the fuck was it? It was another like bad team. It wasn't a good team. The Wizards, right? I think so. I don't remember. It was another team that had like a win percentage of like point one one seven. All right, James. 
last question. This determines whether you tie or these guys tie. Or you get another full tie of three. What team has the highest win percentage on Christmas? Miami? Yeah! <laughs> You're cheating. No, I'm not cheating. Okay. Miami, yes. They have the highest yeah. percentage at like 0.839. Yeah, LeBron, they won a few games. So, yeah. Another three-way tie for the, the, the bowling squad. Don't don't oh, get too oh, emotional. Did you, just, did just, you, did you oh, follow oh, up with that one it. time? I said I won that one. I forgot which one it was. <laughs> yeah, you and James won that one time. Damn. Don't worry, everybody here has won more than Anthony. <laughs> and that's Inclu all that Including matters. yourself. <laughs> including myself. I have never participated, yet I have the same record as Anthony. That's crazy to think. We should turn this from Dylan's trivia to, like, fuck Anthony trivia. How many can Anthony get wrong? Yeah, we should. <laughs> like, you put up the days since an accident, days since Anthony's gotten trivia right. Oh, we might have to do that. We might have to do that. That's hilarious. That's a good one. I'm going to work on that. And we just keep adding. <laughs> we just keep adding to it. All right. Cut the music. Alright. You got one question. You're just gonna stick with the three-way tie, huh? Yep. Wow. You know, finding trivia questions just for Christmas Day, not exactly not, easy. Not exactly the easiest thing. I feel like and you get fun fact, those questions random. also aren't easy. <laughs> I think you can think no, of no. one right now. You don't you can't think of one extra one? Um, not that I know the answer to off the top of my head, to be honest. We got the computer. We don't have to look. Yeah, but that takes up time. All right. How many points did Jason Tatum scoring against the Nets last year on Christmas Day? This is another exactly. It was like fourteen. He sucked. Mm. Just like every time he plays Kevin Durant, sucks. That's the fifty piece. That's the only game he played well. <laughs> Every other game, he just gets gobbled up and swallowed up. Pause. <laughs> One of my Celtics friends was like, yo, Jason Tatum is so good when he's not playing, like, good players. <laughs> like, he feasts on all these bad teams, and he plays any team that has a superstar, and he disappears. He was yeah. killing us, I know that. There was one game I saw him just go completely off. I've never, I've, besides that 50-piece, I've never seen Jason Tatum play the Nets good. And that's tough. The Nets with Kevin Durant good. Sorry. Because he used to whoop up on our asses before Kevin Durant got here. Then we called Big Brother. <laughs> Come on in, he's fucking with us. <laughs> Beat his ass down real quick. <laughs> Fuck you, Boston fans. <laughs> Run it, Mike. Oh. Yeah, run it. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for those goodbyes. Before we say goodbye, uh, 
this will be my last show this year. Uh, we will have a special, our first Chalk Talk edition of Speak On It will be premiering. Uh, it's probably going to premiere next week, but yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. We will have our first special guest on for that episode. And trust me, this was a good, good conversation. Uh, you don't want to miss it. And we will be getting these chalk talks pumping out a little quicker. So stay tuned. But for now, I'll take, I'll give it up to the fellas. Roz, I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, Raziel B underscore more. Uh, definitely um, want you to reach out Instagram. Um, that's going to be my Twitter handle. I've tested it. I haven't done anything yet. But it's very similar to my Instagram, which is Raziel uh, underscore B more instead of the Raziel B underscore more. We're going to just go that route. Um, so please hit me up on Instagram. Um, soon to be Twitter. Uh, revamping the <clears throat> revamping the social media. Definitely want to give a special shout out to our man Anthony who isn't here right now. Definitely another member of the Speak On It crew. Cooking up um, a storm right now, putting his foot. Cooking in up it. a storm, <laughs> Chef Anthony. You know, like for the God. holidays. And four hours Chef, ago, he was finishing. <laughs> Chef Naka. <laughs> Chef Naka. Um, happy holidays to all the listeners, all the viewers. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, definitely spread the word. We're only going to get better. We're only going to get more wackier, more crazier. Um, and we look forward to ringing in the new year with the rest of you guys and moving forward and growing. So thanks for tuning in, of course, and enjoy your holidays, everybody. Jets, you already know. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Comment, rate on all podcast platforms that you enjoy us all on. I appreciate all of you. Happy holidays. Merry Krima. Happy Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Uh, yes. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, again, leave us some letters. Leave us some notes. Leave us some comments that you would like us to read during shows, after shows, during Chalk Talks. And create some conversation amongst yourselves like we do here. Uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, rest in peace to a good friend of mine, Carlos Gore. Very yes, great sir. dude. Yes, sir. Very popular barber throughout. Wherever he's done, he's touched a soul, touched a person wherever he's been. Very deep loss for us here in West Haven. Very important to the community and much love and respect to you and your family, my brother. Yes. Also, um, RIP to Jules as well. Yep. Um, you will be forever missed. Um, yeah, it's been a rough week for West Haven and Connecticut in general. But um, like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Breezy5X. Follow me on IG. That's at Breezy underscore underscore B-I-L-L-Z. Shout out to that Triple B's chat. Got the fellas coming up here. Um, Like and subscribe, man. Thank you for all the fans and the supporters. I don't even want to say fans yet. I mean, just, just supporters, man. Just keep on 
hitting that like button, watching these videos, giving us some streams. We can use every single one of them, man, honestly. And, you know, shout out to Demigod. I got to always throw that out there. Happy holidays, man. Yo, Mike, enjoy your time, brother. Enjoy your time. For real, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Just want to echo what Dylan and James spoke on. Are we lost two good, good guys this week? And it's just, it's rough, but we'll move on in their honor. Uh, follow me on the socials. Oh, before I get to the socials, got a shout out. Follow us on all the streaming platforms, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find us, we appreciate you. And keep looking out. I spoke about the Chalk Talks coming. 2022 is going to be our year. Stay tuned. We'll have more details, but we might be we will be doing a live episode soon where you can interact with us live. So we'll have details on that in the new year. Talk shit to me in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more details on that. Like I said, you'll see the Chalk Talks, the Chalk Talks are for everybody to come on and chop it up with us on specific topics. If you like what you heard in the first 35, 40 minutes, stay tuned for Chalk Talk because (laughs) it's going to be more of that. Um, Follow me on the socials. (laughs) I-A-M underscore M-E-J on all the socials. Follow the Speak On It Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. Because we're on there. We're on there. We see everything on there. So follow us on there. And um, I mean, yeah, happy holidays to everyone. I will be back in 2022. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm good. Shout out, Roz, man. That was a good argument. <laughs> hey, man. We're just like, do we just do? What are we, are we gonna start? I'm just like, just record, and we'll we'll intro later. <laughs> we'll intro later. Just a just a bunch of sports guys doing what they do, what they like to do. You know, what can I say? Risky with that, with that, happy new year, and have a good one. Be well, everyone. Peace out.